0: This week's episode of I Was a Teenage Film Snob is not brought to you by the greatest modern decade of cinema. That's right, I said it. Teenage Film Snob, I'm James Chalmers, your friendly neighbourhood film snob, and I have a guest this week. I know I teased online there was going to be another solo show, but for the first time all year, I've broken the chain. We are doing two back-to-back episodes with a guest, which is really good because I really want to kick off this 2000s phase properly. We did an episode with Gabby and Andre, and then we had the anniversary show. We haven't had a chance to go back to the 2000s yet, which is okay because I think arguably for most of our guests on the show... This is going to be the toughest list. Um, for most of us, it kind of happened, the 2000s was our formative years, and in doing so, we just consumed so much media. And you have that impressionable age where everything is awesome. Like, you don't realise that there are bad movies yet. Um, so because of that, it's been quite the task. And because it's been so long since we've had consecutive uh, guest episodes, we're doing double lists tonight. My guest is doing a list, I'm doing a list, and it's going to be fun. Uh, so please welcome back. And, you know, what? I never do... A huge fanfare for this guest. I think it's because I'm like, oh well, I see them all the time, but not good enough because she could just say no and not do the show at all. So please give it up. Like my incredible wife, Tina's back, and she's going to talk about her favorite movies. Welcome back, Tina.
1: Yeah, all the people applauding. Give it up.
0: You can hear the falling sand. Yeah. The little Encanto reference yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm <clears throat>
1: good, you know. You and I have both been sick, which is quite annoying.
0: Yes, they can probably hear it in my voice.
1: Yeah, so so we started Kinder and so first day of Kinder, she brought diseases back with her.
0: I remember we were we were standing there in the the, the lobby, I guess it was, or yeah. where it was, and I saw a little kid run past. Little kid, little boy with a mullet. And he sneezed once, and I looked at him like, how long do you reckon it's going to take to get to us? Yeah. And within d- two days, yeah. Zoe was sick, and the two days after that, you were sick, and two days after that, I was sick. And, and
1: she's fine now. She's fine. Yeah, but we are still sick. She's... Like, hacking cough, like, sle- like really bad sick.
0: I took time off work, which I very rarely do. I tried to avoid as many sick days as possible, and on Monday, I had to do it. And that was the worst day until Wednesday that became the worst day. And then Friday was the worst day. It's just been – I've been saying this phrase a like, lot, it's schoolyard sick. You know, when you're an adult, when you get sick at work, you get a cough, you get a sneeze, you maybe needed a day or two to get back, you know, to some semblance of normality and then it might linger for you know, a week or so. Schoolyard sick is different. It mm. hits and, like, hits you everywhere. Um, it's been gross.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So welcome to the show. Yeah. To so the gross, gross show. Yeah. Uh, it has been a minute since you have been on the show. I was doing the counting before. This is our eighth episode for the year, and you have not been on a single one of them.
1: Oh, I've just been busy, James. Yeah,
0: very busy. Yeah. You didn't, for the first time ever, you didn't do a top five movies of the previous year, and we were going to do it, but on New Year's Day, you were like, okay, if we go and see this, this will be my fifth, because I've only seen five movies. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean to not do the episode with you, but then by the time we got like all the other kind of reflective episodes done, I was like, how many more best ofs can we do? Like, mm-hmm. we've talked about it so long. Do you want to talk about your favourite movies of 2023? I
1: can't even remember 2023, James.
0: You didn't see a lot. I know mean, you. I
1: saw, oh no, that was in January. I saw Wish.
0: That's, Wish tw- that's a 2023 film. Oh, shit. Yeah, you didn't like it. I, I did it. not like it.
1: It,
0: it. That is a rare instance in the last couple of years where you've seen a movie that I haven't in the theatre. And you, it was awful. You took, Zoe, you took Zoe, but she enjoyed it, right?
1: It wasn't awful. Oh, she was pretty bored. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was kind of like, when did we get to go on the slide, mummy?
0: I think that's the downfall of like, the kids' cinema, yeah. though. Like when it two- was. Well,
1: it wasn't until, like, the star came down, mm. because the star was the only good bit, because mm. he was cute and he was funny. Everything else was really boring.
0: But I think also, like, yeah, like, for you, definitely. But for her, I think the pro like, Village did a, had a wonderful idea, like, we're doing a kid's cinema. So that way, like, the kids, you know, will have other things to do if they get bored or they need like, to get some energy out. But it's like whoever created the cinema does not have children because they didn't realise that you've just given them a smorgasbord of distraction. So they're never going to want to sit in their seat.
1: Well, she was actually really good because <clears> she did <throat> pretty much sit in her seat the whole time. Um But if she's but asking she you was, about the but, slide the whole No, time, but, like, it was because... We were getting on in the Mm, film. Yeah. And you could see, even before she asked that slide. I could tell from her expression, she was like, this isn't... It wasn't like she was watching Encanto. It wasn't like she was watching Frozen. Yeah. It was like, her face was like... (sighs) (sighs) Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel you, bro. Like, it's not good.
0: Yeah, I've been dying to take it to the movies, but there's just not been many kids' movies out this year. Like, yeah. Migration, I wasn't sure about. Like, it's an Illumination film. I,
1: I should have taken it to see that instead of Wish.
0: And I think Kung Fu Panda is going to be too scary. I oh, it's
1: going to be too scary for it.
0: Like, there's a movie coming out in a couple of weeks called Combat Wombat. Oh, like, <laughs>
1: okay. That
0: might be worth seeing. And they're doing like a Disney festival this year for the movies that didn't get released due to lockdown. So, yeah. Soul, Turning Red, and Luca are coming out. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. Um,. So, you know, maybe something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think Kung, Kung Fu Panda. Otherwise, um, oh, Garfield movie, maybe. Maybe she wants to see Gar- Oh,
1: yeah. She, I think she liked the trailer for that because she played in front of Wish.
0: She'd probably like Garfield, I yeah. reckon. That seems fun. Yeah. And it's Chris Pratt, so it's probably going to be yeah. um, relatively enjoyable. Um, so that was I don't
1: one. Know what else I
0: watched in 2023? We saw Wonka on New Year's Day. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. Which
0: Wonka. I was surprised how much I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Um, Still haven't seen Mean Girls. We haven't I've been to the movies a lot this year. Like quite a lot actually. I've been really happy with the amount I've gone, but haven't seen Mean Girls yet because I've been deliberately waiting for you for that one. Yeah. So, um it's I think it might be done now. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, I was like, I'd be surprised if that's still in the movie.
0: It was on for a while. It was still there a couple of weeks ago. Oh,
1: really?
0: Um, yeah, because I was when I went to go see what did I go and see? It wasn't the last movie I went and saw, which I can't remember what it was now. Oh, Madam Web was the last thing I saw. Oh, yeah. The one before. Yeah, I remember I was like, I'm going to see Madam Web. Like, what's that, like, the new Spider-Man thing? And you're like, there's a new Spider-Man thing? I was like, that's the way the world's been reacting.
1: I have not heard about it at
0: yeah. all. It's been um, kind of dubbed a colossal stinker, one of like the yeah, biggest flops. Yeah,
1: I've heard that. It's so bad, it's good.
0: Most people's reviews are not that. It's – I didn't hate it. I, the, my biggest problem with the film was, A, the villain, aside from his motivations and his story, like, the, the villain's just bad. But also, I don't know whether that guy is the actor is using his own voice or whether he's been dubbed. Because the way he talks is always like, I've got to get there before they get to me. Like, it's very like stilted yeah. dialogue and it sounds like it's dubbed. Um, but also, it was marketed completely wrong. They kept like in all the traces, like, it's a Spider Man film, all these Spider Girls in it. And like, it's not a Spider Man film. Like, Peter Parker hasn't been born yet, but his, his mother is in the film. And his Uncle Ben is in the film, played by Adam Scott. Mm. And like, really? Yeah. And I really liked him in it, actually. Um, Emma, what's her name? Emma Roberts plays um, Peter Parker's mum. Okay. Um, but there's a like, little kind of little references, but it's not that. It's this kind of, like, kind of like Final Destination premonition-style thriller. Okay. Where, like, Madam Web can kind of see the future, but it's blurring. She's trying to prove, like... She kind of lives in the moment and then gets to repeat it before the events happen, which I think is a really cool idea. There's also like things I really liked about it. This wasn't marketed very well. If it was released in, like, 2005, it would be dominating the box office. Yeah, be but losing- because
1: it's released now.
0: Because we've been spoiled yeah. with really good Spider-Man movies yeah. and really good superhero films. Um, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but I enjoyed it. Like, I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. I thought it was fine. Like, I think people have been unnecessarily tough on it. Um so you saw Wonka, you saw Wish. Um, we went and saw uh, Shazam together last year. Oh, yeah. That was last year. Um, I don't know what else we saw. We did see a couple of things together. Uh, I was going to say Thor, but that was the year before. You definitely saw... Oh, we watched Ninja Turtles together like, like oh, yeah. on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and there's probably something else. I can't remember what else. But you watched a few. Um, it was probably one of your... Least what least movie watched years? I would say. Yeah. Since, I would say maybe the least since Zoe was born. Because even when Zoe was young, we were watching stuff on Netflix. We were watching like Blu-rays and stuff like that together.
1: I think that's different because she was just a blob. Yeah. And you're up at three a.m. You know, pumping breast milk.
2: Mm, so that's what like, I was I doing. I will, so. yeah,
1: exactly. So you're like, all right, I'll watch this. Whereas, like, from the second she wakes up, there is no. Nothing. there is there is nothing mm. not a second of the days to your own I was like at one point we were, I was outside painting the fence today and I just finished and came inside and you know she wanted to hang out with me and stuff like that she's just playing she's just you know playing by herself mm. playing with her toys and so I'm like oh I'm gonna sit on the couch I'm gonna relax the turn the TV on and she's like watch something one of my shows <laughs> and I was like I um, Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever your own now.
0: Mm. Super Mario was another thing you watched last year.
1: Yeah, that wasn't my choice.
0: No, well, it was my no, it choice. Was Zo-
1: no, it was Zoe's choice.
0: No, no, you watched Super Mario before Zoe saw it. Oh,
1: did I? Yeah, I brought oh, it back okay. and I was
0: like, we can watch this, or we can watch this, what do you think? And you're like let's watch Mario, and you liked it.
1: Yeah, I did. the first time I did really it. like it. Yeah. I still, I still do. They really it's like it. It's
0: pretty. It, look, even the amount of times Zoe has watched it, because she's watched it more than either of us. She's
1: watched it about fifty times. I'd think.
0: like every time it's on, when I walk past, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for it. I'll just watch for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it
1: is really good.
0: Like it, it's well made. It's yeah, well done. It is really good. Um, But I think also and we we're talking about this a little while ago, not on the show, but just in you know, in our lives. That like you're right with a toddler, you have so much limited free time that when you do want to do your own thing, you want it to be your own thing. Like we'll hang out, you know, most nights, but there'll be nights nice. we're like, hey, let's just do our own thing. And I'll, if we're gonna do our own thing, I'll often go to the movies on that. And mm-hmm. you, are not like, well, I'll watch a movie. You're like, well, I'll probably do something for me that I is my passion. Yeah,
2: because exactly. watching
0: movies isn't your passion. No, that's like, right. And that's not a secret. Or like if people, <laughs> yeah. if you heard like,
2: oh my god, all
0: the aristocrats grasp and you know grasp, gasp, <laughs> and like drop their spectacles. Like, no, no, Tina's been very vocal about that on the show before. Mm. Like, she likes movies, yeah. but not as much as me, and that's not a problem. Like, yeah. that's fine. Um, but tonight we're reflecting on, on the past movies from the 2000s, as I mentioned before, from our formative years. We've talked about like, you know, you kind of going to Blockbuster and stuff when you're a little bit older and watching movies with family and stuff. Mm. Are the two thousands would you say a particularly important decade of movies for you? Like what
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Probably the most. Mm. Um, because yeah, I think when you're a teenager you watch a lot. or <laughs> well, maybe not teenagers nowadays, because I watch a lot of YouTube and stuff like that. Then I watch heaps of movies. Um, but definitely when we were teenagers Like, you'd go to the movies with your friends every weekend or every fortnight, Oh, I wish wish
0: that's what we were doing. Oh,
1: we went went all the time, all the time. (laughs)
0: My friends didn't like to go to the movies. I went to the movies. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I went to the movies,
0: like, I would say, with my friends in high school half a dozen times. Yeah. In six years of high school. Wow. But, like...
1: We went all the time. Maybe not every weekend. Maybe, like, I would say... At least once a month we went to the movies.
0: I would say I went to the movies with Josh Moore last year than I did the entire time we were in yeah. high school.
1: I went and saw Black Hawk Down at the movies. Good for All me. because uh, my friend Sybil at the time was like had a huge crush on Eric Josh Hartnett. Oh, Josh Hartnett. And so she was like, we have to watch Black Hawk Down. So we watched Black Hawk Down.
0: That would be like going to see Oppenheimer. I saw I,
1: Jarhead in the cinemas. Barbie
2: used it as well, I remember. I
1: saw Barbie, yes, yep. right. I saw Jarhead in the cinemas. Mm. And I, will never I still forget have never it. Will seen it. Ne- oh, I, I will never forget it. It opens with Because I was a same- teenage girl, and it opens with a scene of Jake Gyllenhaal masturbating in a toilet stall.
0: I was going to say it opens very similarly to The Whale, which I just rewatched, which is with a guy, yeah, jerking off.
1: And I was like, um, I'm like 15, yeah. and I'm watching this. Mm. Um. So yeah, so we watched we watched a lot of movies, um, and like also it was pre it was pre-Netflix, it was um, pre-streaming and so you would, um, you know, watch the movies come out on TV and so you'd watch it free to air and everything and, um, yeah, that was really peak, like high school was really the peak going to Blockbuster time and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. TikTok,
0: it's Blockbuster o'clock. TikTok, it's Blockbuster o'clock. I think that's a good point because I think, like, in the two, again, like I'm not saying this is obviously specific to our generation, but that's when you finally get choice. You're not just watching the stuff that your parents do yes. to the video store or take you to something.
1: And also, like- outside of school, you have free time. Yeah. Like, you have school holidays Yeah, to go to the movies with your friends. You have the weekend. Mm. And you don't have any rest- – you don't have to fucking vacuum the house <laughs> oh. or paint a fence <laughs> or drive to – you know, wherever, you can literally just stay in your room and watch movies all day.
0: Well, you also lived very close to a cinema. Like, I did. I
1: did live very close to a cinema. So well, I'd just walk to the movies.
0: When I was in my final years of high school, I lived across the road from Water Gardens, which mm. was the, our local cinema, and that's when I started going to the movies by myself. The first mm. time I went to the movies by myself, I about on the show before, was I went to Sin City and my mum drove me to Airport West. I saw it by myself because none of my friends had any interest in this weird black and white comic yeah. book movie. And my brother and sister were too young, and my mum couldn't leave them at home by themselves. And then I would, then I started going to the movies by myself, and I was like, oh, so this is cool. Mm. Um, but then the, I would say the most movie watching I did in cinemas would be in the tail end of the decade when we started dating.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. That's when we, we went to the movies all the time. Well, before we get on to that, I was also making a comment on like, um, I remember the first time I went to the movies by myself was with uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And because I live so close to mm. cinemas, I'd literally, like, I'd write a note to my dad and I'd be like, go to the movies to watch Harry Potter. Mm. And then I'd go to the movies and I'd watch Harry Potter and then I'd come home. The next day, it was like a Saturday sort of thing, Sunday I'd be like, go to the movies to watch Harry Potter. Yeah. And, I'd just go, and so I just, like, for the years where Order of Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, you know, Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, I don't think i I think, I think I'll put a fire, I was too young still to go by myself.
0: That was But when it
1: came out, I I went and saw those movies like about six times mm. in cinemas, and I would say five of those times would be by myself.
0: Well, I didn't start re-watching movies in the theatre until we started dating. Mm. Oh, is that? No, that's on charge childhood. I think I saw Philosopher's Stone two and a half times in cinemas. But aside from that, I very rarely did the double, the double viewing of a movie until we started dating because I know – we saw a Simpsons movie together. My dad was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take you the Simpsons movie," but we'd already we'd already bought our tickets, so we went. And then I went and started with, with him a second time because he never liked the Simpsons. Like That's was,
1: so bizarre to me that he took us. I don't remember that.
0: No, he didn't take you. It was okay, just it me, took you me, me and my brother. He didn't take our sister, which was strange. Because but like
1: your dad doesn't like the Simpsons.
0: No, but like he gets on a bandwagon. Like you know how we went to a book of Mormon. It's like, go, oh, I have to start watching South Park. I'm like, you're not gonna start watching South Park,
1: yeah, no and way, I'm not
2: not
0: making fun of my dad. My dad, this is the show. Like, of course, but at the same time, like with The Simpsons, because he'd heard good things about that. That, and I'll say that about my dad.
1: Yeah, from Simpsons fans.
0: No, no, because it was all over the news. Like, because it was such a big event. Like, you know, the show had been around for 20 years, and suddenly, it finally- I just,
1: I still can't understand his thought process of like, not, not just like. Never watching the show, but mm. actively going against the show mm. of being like, no, 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 you are never to watch this show. Yeah. So the difference between, like, oh, I don't like that show, let's turn it off, and no, 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 you're not allowed to watch it.
0: It's, yeah, until I was on to stop buying the DVDs. And yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah.
1: yeah, you got your own money. Like, yeah. it can't stop you.
0: Maybe that's why he, had, he didn't like me buying DVDs, because um, <laughs> he
1: didn't want you watching The Simpsons. M-
0: the, it was so funny. I was thinking about it the other day, like there's a conversation I had. Um, a conversation I had multiple times with my dad, where he'd be like, You need to stop spending money on DVDs. Like I remember I was like 15 years old, I was like, you stop spending money on DVDs. I was like, Yeah, but I like movies. Like, yeah, but there are other things that are more important in life. And I was like, I'm 15. What's more important yeah. in life than movies? And then like I look at like I've turned my garage into a movie room and I yeah. have like the thousands of Blu-rays. And now I'm going to listen Yeah, but
1: guess what? You can still pay your mortgage, can't you?
0: That's the thing. And I think that's what he was worried about. I think he was, I think like it wasn't verbalized in the, the way, the, in yeah. a clear way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I yeah. think his thing was like, look, you be need to responsible. With,
1: yeah, you need to learn how to be fiscally responsible and yeah. all that sort of stuff like
0: that. Absolutely. But uh, I was just thinking about that. Like, I was literally standing there the day, like making room for an order of movies that just said, no, I went to a thrift shop. I just like bought like 10 more movies. I said, I'm like, it's so funny, like, I guess I never listened to that, that <laughs> thing about sub-buying movies. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess what was going to say is, like, we started the second half of the decade when we started dating is when I really started going to the movies a lot. Mm. Um, do you remember the first movie we saw together?
1: Of course I do. It was Spider-Man 2. Nope. Spider Man Three. Spider
0: Man Three, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, I get confused between the two sometimes.
0: That's all right. That's uh, I was like Spider Man two came out earlier two
1: thousands, didn't it? Two thousand four. Yeah. It's
0: that's funny, that's, like yeah,
1: no, no. I knew it was Spider I knew, but like it was just my brain kinda of... Do
0: you know what's funny is, as I asked? I'm like, I'm setting her up like such a yeah. gimme here, and then you got it wrong. Yeah. And, like that's so funny. Uh but we went for a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, we saw heaps of stuff.
0: And like what like, I We lo- would
1: wag class to go see stuff.
0: Oh yeah, hairspray, Captain America yeah. First Avenger. I'm sure there's other things as well. Um Remember
1: when we saw hairspray? It was also the mums and bubs session as well. Yeah,
0: we – yeah. Um, I've been to plenty of mums and bubs sessions since. They're great. <laughs> Pardon me. They're generally pretty empty. Yeah. Um, but – oh, I was going to say something. I forgot. Oh, can't be that important.
1: I mean, yeah, we, um, we saw lots and lots of. Well, was, I remember yeah, what was it was. what our relationship was sort of built on.
0: I remember what it was. Mm. It was when we first, I think it wasn't the first time I went to the movies, because I was late to the first yeah. movie, because I'd never driven to Knox before. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, but after that, every time I we went to the movies, um, I would be like, Is it okay if we get like, popcorn and a drink? And you're like, Yes. Yes, it is okay. Be- why? Why would you ask? Because, like, because whenever you, we went to the movies as a family, mm-hmm. like you got three kids and a parent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we would always do the run to like Safeway or something and get yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My get, mom
1: would do the same. Yeah,
0: but like, and we, but you know, the dream as a kid is like, can we get popcorn and soft drink and mm. and ice creams and just like get all the movie food? Mm. And you were like, yes, and I was like, oh yeah. Because we have no financial responsibility. So we can just.
1: So like someone would buy the tickets and the other person would buy the snacks. And we 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 would just like
0: every single time. Um,
1: And that was back when two movie tickets cost the same amount as a movie snack combo. Yeah. So like it was roughly what, $25 for the two of us? And then it would be like $25 for the food. You'd be like, okay, that's even. And now it's like. $50 $50 for two people and, like, $12 for food or something.
0: Um, I w- it depends where you go. Reading's pretty good. I spent $18 on food for myself at Reading last time I went. Um, that was a popcorn, a drink, mm. and an ice cream. Um, but, you know, I had free tickets. It was all good. I yeah. was happy it's been $18. Yeah, but that's where they make their money, the cinema. Like, they don't make any money off the tickets. It's all off the concessions. That's why they charge so much.
1: Well, I was Um, saying the tickets are more expensive than the concessions.
0: Yeah, the tickets are expensive as well, except for Reading. They're not a sponsor, but I'll gladly take them. $10 (laughs) tickets every single day. Like, what a bargain. Um, Yeah, we went to the movies a lot. And, like, again, like, that was up until COVID.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Because even when... we were living in Lydell. Like we had a cinema right around the corner. Yeah, and okay. I would go to that cinema every week. Yeah, you would. I went every week, and if you went to if you went to the movies twice a week, yeah, like I was going all the time. Um, but I'm getting, I'm not doing exactly that, but I'm getting you know, a couple of times a month now, which is nice. Yeah,
2: that's good.
0: Um, we should probably talk about some movies. Yes. Uh, unless you have any final thoughts on the decade, like we. I got-
1: think I first of all I think it was an extremely strong decade. Yes. Like there are some brilliant movies made in the 2000s. Like you think 2000s and you go, oh, lame, but really not. Like actually some really, really strong, like wonderful Academy Award-winning, fantastic films.
0: If you're a fan of fantasy or science fiction, you're coming off. Or action. Or action. You're coming off The Matrix in 1999. Yes. The first three years of the 2000s, you get Spider-Man, X-Men, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, and those are just four movies. Yeah. That's your starting your decade. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's insane. And but like-
1: even just, like, teen movies really seem to have taken their, got into their stride. So yeah. you had, you know, things like, like Bring It On and Save the Last Dance mm. and, like, all of those, like, this. Teen girl movies and everything, and then you had your teen sex comedies and things like that. Well, you
0: see, and I've talked about this so much, but was to death on this podcast now. But you see a shift in the sex comedy where you open the decade with things like Road Trip and American Pie, and then halfway through the decade, you get Judd Apatow and you get 40 yeah. year old virgin, and yeah. super bad. And Doing suddenly, and the perspective shifts where it's still as raunchy as ever, but now the power is in the women's hands or the men's hands. and suddenly like, oh, this is a lot more friendly and less yeah, yeah, yeah. of a sex crime. Good. Um, yeah, you get like a resurgence of horror. Um, I actually don't have any horror movies on my list for the 2000s, but it's like a decade of remakes. They're like, we're going to reinvigorate all these franchises. They remade everything, they remade Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, and Hills Have Eyes, and House of Wax, and The Hitcher, and all like everything got remade in the 2000s. Um, it was a huge, huge decade. Mm, Like,
1: Like, if I think to myself between 2010 and 2020, Mm-hmm. I think that would be, not having seen a list of films, to me in my mind, my gut instinct is that that is a weaker decade than
2: 2000 to 2010. Um,
1: Because my mind is like it's just dominated with Avengers, which is brilliant. Mm. But I feel like everything that's on the periphery is just kind of a bit meh.
0: I think the 2010s is a strong decade, but the 2000, 2010, you're still at the video store Mm -hmm. and because you have the video store and this is like one thing that Netflix can't do and what Netflix can't give you is the ability to go in to a physical location, spend your time browsing, knowing you're there for a purpose, have a chat with someone about Mm -hmm. what's the new release. What's kind of, like, all of that is gone. Like, Netflix you can browse, but you're just scrolling down a screen and you're not spending any time. You're just looking at the poster right who's on, okay, next one or something.
1: Or the little trailer that plays.
0: Yeah, which never cut very well.
1: No, it's very annoying. You have to, I always put the TV on mute. Mm.
0: So because you have the video store, any movie that doesn't do well in cinemas has a chance to make money a couple of months later when it hits video and DVD. But also studios are more confident in backing weirder movies you get mm. the 30 million dollar rom-com like think about how many rom-coms j-lo was in in the 2000s yeah like they're not making those anymore no like those kind of movies you get all these weird kind of independent films and independent cinema had a, a bit of a boom in the 2010s and it is coming back again now but in the well, truth like
1: garden state you know yeah um eternal spot spotlight. whatever it's what Sunshine it Sunshine spotless mind yeah thank you mm-hmm. Uh, sideways trains, not transporting. Um, lost in translation. Mm.
0: Absolutely, uh, and that's like, again. Like we're just talking about the start of it. Like you've got the Departed right in the middle of the decade. Yeah, the end of the decade. You get the Dark Knight and Iron Man. Yeah, that's here closing out your decade. Mm, like that's right. It it is. I think it's just got so much diversity, and that's what I like. Honestly, you could just pick one year out of that decade, and I could build my top five around that year. Yeah, that's right. You like. That's it? what
1: I mean by, like, it's so strong. It's got so many fantastic movies, so many strong contenders.
0: Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And the, there was a lot of direct-to-video stuff as well, so you get all these movies. School of Rock came out in the 2000s. You yeah. Know, like, just keep going. And, yeah. like, we haven't even talked about, like, the rise of Pixar. Like, Pixar starts yeah, exactly. in, in the 90s, but from 2001 mm-hmm. onwards you get Monsters, strive, Inc., yep. you get Incredibles, you get Up. You get Cars, oh, you know.
1: Cars is good.
0: Yeah, it is. But, like, it's just, it's probably on, like, on the on the lower tier in terms of Pixar stuff. Um, yeah, there's just so much content coming out in the 2000s and there's literally something for everyone. Yeah. Like, you can't go wrong uh, in the 2000s. Um, I think that's a good point that you made.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I just took over.
2: No, no, no. I just think so. I think that's, yeah.
0: That's what I do. Um Alrighty, so we're both going to do our lists. Now, I'll be honest, I'm looking over my list. And I'm very happy with my list. Um, but if I spent the, you know, if I spent more time, I, I would probably have a completely different list as well. Like, There's just so much going on there. I think some movies on my list will surprise you, but I think most of them... I don't think any of them you expect to be on my top five. Yeah. But I don't think you'll be surprised by most of them. Yeah. Um, but you're the guest, so why don't you start us off? What's number well, five? On do you want
1: me to start off with my list?
0: Yeah, and they'll we'll do yeah, honourable mentions Yeah, and they'll we'll do honourable
1: uh, because I have I have 11 honourable mentions.
0: I threw a couple in, but I don't <laughs> have it was,
1: a... It was so hard to choose. Yeah. So hard to choose. All right, so number five. Now, I haven't done this in... Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose I have.
0: Yeah, mine's kind of in order. But...
1: Yeah, kind of. I guess so. Um. <coughs> so my number five is Gladiator.
0: What a flick.
1: Fucking love that movie so Mm. much, so much. Is it this year that they're coming out with the new one?
0: Yeah, Gladiator 2, Maximus Returns. Is Uh, that what it's called? No. Oh, my God. If it
1: was. If it it, was. Give it
0: all the Academy Awards right now.
1: Like that movie. Pedro Pascal's in the new one. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That movie is just, I remember the first time I watched it, it was VH like mum? Somebody had bought somebody had bought the VHS, you know, how you only had like a, a small selection of VHS tapes or something like that in your like, house. Everyone house, only yeah. has like six, yeah, sort of thing like that. So, Gladiator was one of our six, yeah. And I remember watching it, and I was like in year seven at the time because it came out in 2000. Oh no, I must have been grade six. Um, so it was, I was somewhere between grade six and grade seven, and Obviously, it is a pretty intense movie for someone who is twelve.
0: I was the same age when I saw. I didn't see all of it. I saw bits of it around the same age as you, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like because I mean, put aside the the blood and gore of it. Mm. You've got the whole like Joaquin Phoenix trying to have sex with his sister mm. storyline and threatening to kill her and
0: hey, when his- in Rome,
1: yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and I well, remember the name of the episode. that was the first. There you go. That was the first time I've watched a movie and been like, "This is cinema. This mm. isn't just. This isn't just a fun story mm. that I'm following. I'm actually watching something that has cinematic value. The way that it's been shot. You know, Ridley Scott. Obviously, like I didn't know about Ridley Scott back then, mm. but it it sort of occurred to me. Oh the director is thinking about like metaphor and thinking about like soundtrack and the way that the light hits and certain angles and mise-en-scene and obviously I didn't know those words Mm. but I experienced it and just like the beauty of it, like, oh, my God, when he's like at the end, you constantly Mm. see that hand in the field of wheat and understanding what that means about how it's the afterlife. And he keeps thinking about the afterlife and Mm. how close he is to it. Is he close to it? Is he not close to it? And, you know, when he finally gets there, he greets his children and – um, or not children, his son and his wife. And just, like, it's just fantastic. The soundtrack is so fucking good.
0: Mm. You know who does it? Hans Zimmer. Which people – I like – if you're into film, you know that, but a lot of people don't know that.
1: No, I didn't know that until last year.
0: They're like, wait, the guy did The Dark yes. Knight? Yes. It's like, yes, the guy has a range, yes. like he does. And the same with Interstellar, that's another soundtrack he does, which is so vastly different to what people expect Hans and do. But yeah, mm. the soundtrack to um, Gladiator is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, gorgeous, absolutely mm. gorgeous.
0: And what I love, what Ridley-, Ridley Scott did with it, because anything set in that era, in that backdrop, has the potential to be very bland to look at. Like it's very monotonous, mm. and like you got beige, you yeah, got brown, just sort of the same you got sand, sort
1: of color, color tones. But color he manages tone.
0: to paint it in a way that's just so visually engaging. Every well, single if time. you
1: if you think about it, if think about the scenes now where you have Whacking Phoenix as the Emperor, he's always in these blues, these dark mm. blues, these dark, rich navy sort of colors. Whenever it's his scenes, other than the fight in the Coliseum at mm. the end with Maximus, but, like, um, that contrasts it really, really well mm. because you do get these, you know, beiges and creams and things like that from, like, the fields of wheat and from the stones and stuff. I remember we, I used to watch that movie so much. Mm. I would quote the, my name is Maximus Decimus Meritius. Um, I can't remember it now, but I mm. used to know every single word, like, leaves and the uh, some, something to the true emperor of Rome mm. and I'm going to be father to a yeah. and did, like,
0: did you just cross it over with the father,
1: Hermione one no, was, yeah no it was, um, oh, I to cross it was um, father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and I should get my vengeance mm. in this life and the next and everybody would be like woohoo Tina <laughs> but I, I loved it so much and I yeah I can't it's it was M fifteen plus, mm. and my parents would just let me watch it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting the way the way the ratings work in Australia is very different to internationally. Uh, we have the best ratings in the world, by the way. I stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, ours are very similar to the UK. Actually, the the best ways done. The American one's dumb. But at M fifteen, you can watch it if you're not fifteen, but it's recommended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. I saw it on a laptop screen at a friend's house. It was the first time I was introduced to the idea of movie piracy. Mm. Um, I was like, what is this? And they showed me, like, the Coliseum where the guy gets cut in half.
2: Yeah.
0: And that was the first time I'd seen any TV violence. Yeah. Because I grew up very sheltered when it came to TV and movies. Well,
1: you weren't allowed to watch it in Scratchy, were you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so I remember saying, I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this.
1: And just like, just even just the trailer, like the whole like, you know, he pulls the, um, the gladiator like pulls down the the mask, and it's like the metal face behind it. Like the mm. costuming was fantastic. I remember there was this. Um, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times before, but there was this documentary that we had on VHS that I taped off the TV, and it was a documentary about Industrial Light and Sound.
2: Yeah, I and that's like
1: about, magic. It's real like magic, thank you. Mm. Um, and how they did like um, special effects for, um, for Star Wars and all that mm. sort of stuff like that. And part of it, in the documentary, they were talking about Gladiator
2: mm.
1: and what they did for Gladiator. No, no, no. Yeah, so they were explaining what they did for Gladiator, how they like – filmed a small section of of actual people in the stands and then just copied and pasted Mm. it. And obviously that's so rudimentary for us now. Mm. But back then, like, you know, in 1999 when the film's being made, you know, that's really, you know, pushing the boundaries Mm. of special effects and all this kind of stuff like that because they needed to have, they needed it to look different. It couldn't just look like it was a repeated thing and all these men in the, these Roman men in the crowd and stuff like that um having the same repeated actions so they'd have to like swap it around and change it and everything um and they'd film them like individually and then like cluster them together and then create little um like pockets of them and then repeat those pockets and stuff like that so it was really just like very 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 cleverly done yeah beautiful movie
0: no absolutely that's Mm -hmm. solid yeah it's one of my
1: all-time favorites it's one of those movies where Second, it's on. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it. Mm. I have
0: to watch all of it. And it's not one you need to watch regularly. Like you can give, you can watch it like once every couple of years mm. and stuff like that, um, because it is like challenging.
2: Yeah, like, it it's is not, heavy. Yeah, it's a heavy
0: flick. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's not as heavy as like, Hitler's List, but it will like kind of make you like, oh, this is like, this yeah. is awesome. But it's like, it's a, I would put it on akin to like Braveheart, where it's yeah. like, this is great, but also everything is sad so let's let's come back to this but Mm -hmm. I remember the last time we watched it was I think pre-pandemic just one night we would go through Netflix and you're like I really want to watch Gladiator and I was like let's do it let's go Mm -hmm. for it I think it's actually the first time we watched it together but um yeah Flick is brilliant excellent excellent number five um cool so first of all before I go um obviously I think this is what I said but I never repeat myself so you're not going to hear me talk about Lord of the Rings tonight you're not going to hear me talk about Hot Fuzz Without a doubt, those flicks would be on my list, but I've already talked about them. Uh, I won't be talking about um, King Glorious passes either. Obviously, that would be on my list as well, and Kill Bill. Um, so number five, I think this will surprise a little bit. Maybe not. Um, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. It is a great movie. It's a
0: great movie. It
1: really is a great movie.
0: Like, it came out in 2003, and we hadn't you hadn't seen anything like this before.
1: No, that's right.
0: Like, I mean... In a way, tonally, it feels very kind of Indiana Jones, mm. but we hadn't had one of those since the 80s. Yeah. So I'd seen them as a kid, but we hadn't anything new. And, like, Johnny Depp wasn't – I didn't know who he was. Like, he had kind of this big career in the 80s, early 90s, and then he hadn't gone away because he was doing smaller, weirder stuff like mm. um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and stuff like that. Yeah. So then for like this vehicle to come along, like, he got thrust into the mainstream again and mm. – I would say gave, like, it became a career-defining performance for oh, him. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: And not only that, like, I don't know if you know this, but he was nominated for Best Actor that oh, year for that role oh, of Jack Sparrow. Um, it's such an entertaining watch. I just re-watched it last year, and it holds up so well. The cast is incredible. So first of all, obviously Johnny Depp um, is brilliant. In all the films, I actually watched the entire the original trilogy um, in the last in the last 12 months. And two and three, I didn't like the first time I watched them. I really liked them the second time around. They've mm. grown on me. Um, you've got Orlando Bloom, who at this when this movie came out, I'd only known him as Legolas, yeah. and I'd always seen him as a very serious actor because Legolas yeah. is a very dry role. Mm. There are some jokes in there, but he's quite serious and quite monotone. And that's not a criticism. That's how the character yeah, is. That's, that's, how that's how you the want that's him. That's So right. to see him have a little bit more ambition, a little bit more kind of grunt as mm. Will Turner. Like, in that movie, the first time you get to see him in action is when he's having the sword fight in the blacksmith
2: yeah. room with Jack
0: Sparrow, and they're, like, climbing on barrels and stuff, yeah. and, like, there's the hot poker, and, like,
2: mm-hmm. every time
0: they strike, sparks fly. Like, it's so brilliantly set up. Like, mm. it's so... It's it's almost like a cartoon come to life. Yeah. You've got Keira Knightley, who I think is really good in all the movies, and the her role as a living swan, I think, is very ahead of its time. It's very... She has a lot more to do in those movies than people give her credit for. Like, Mm -hmm. I was watching it like in in the trilogy, like in the second one. There's this whole like storyline where Will thinks that she's cheating on him with Jack Sparrow, Mm. but she's tricking him. Yeah. So that like she can save Will and all the pirates and stuff like that, and she gets she becomes the pirate king in the third one. I've forgotten about that. So she's great in it. Um, Obviously, Geoffrey Rush as Captain Barbossa Mm. is incredible. Like. He's such a wonderful performance, And then just every, like, every little character actor I've peppered throughout is just, like, perfectly cast. It's just, it's so fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember when, like when I saw it in theatres, and it was one of those school holiday movie trips, mm-hmm. I went and saw it. Mm-hmm. I think I went and saw it with my grandma. Like, she took us to see it, and I came out, and I was like, I can't believe what I just saw. Mm. And when I came back to school, the first day I was talking to my friends, and we'd all seen it. And i like, did you guys happen to see this Pirates again? I'm like,
2: oh, my God! I can't believe this movie!
0: <laughs> like, <coughs> pardon me. Like, you know, the whole idea of, like, this cursed pirate crew who they stole this gold and so now they're, like, they're the undead. Like, they're immortal but it comes with the price of their skeletons and stuff like that. Um, and then the music, like,
1: yeah. I would say... Iconic.
0: Yeah. Up there, like, up there, you know, obviously kind of pre 2000s you've got star wars you've got indiana jones you've got jaws and all john williams stuff for the mm-hmm. most part and then in the 2000s i don't know if there's a lot of icon- obviously harry potter comes to mind lord of the rings but i don't know if a lot of new movies or franchises brought some really iconic music off the top of my head mm-hmm. obviously much later avengers has mm-hmm. that score but i couldn't like tell you the iron man theme mm-hmm. um you know or like you know like the dark knight theme but parts of the Caribbean, look, it's got that swashbuckle, like, um, it's yeah, it's so fun. It's got it's got a nice little edge of horror too. It's not too scary, mm-hmm. but definitely like is a nice introduction to kind of some horror stuff there as well.
1: I think what's frustrating is that, um, because because there's now so many parts of the Caribbean, sure. things, What's happened is in people's minds, they've kind of gone. Oh, they're so lame! Oh, like there's too many. Oh, another one. Oh, mm. I'm sick of it. And you forget how good that first one actually is. Yeah. Like if, you, if you put yourself back into only the first one having existed. Yeah. And not the other, and the other ones are good.
0: I've seen all of them. I've seen all yeah. five. Yeah. Um, and they do progressively drop in quality. Like, there's no, there's no bones about but it. But there's
1: like, a reason why they made five because the, the first is back. One, Works so well,
0: yeah, and like it's just what a great character like Jack Sparrow is. Like, even though it has been kind of done to this, this point, just again, you haven't really seen anything quite. Like, he's such like a, like it was such a modern day kind of like rascalian, yeah. just like getting into mischief. He's got like those great like speeches where they never quite get finished because of mm-hmm. like falling off the pier or like mm-hmm. getting like interrupted. Um, yeah, I. Um, I just think it's a masterpiece. I just think it's so well done. Like, not only is it fun it's like the fourth mention of the word "fun" in this the, this topic—but um, also it's just visually stunning.
1: Yeah, this, the um, the cinematography is great. The special effects are amazing. Yeah, and look, you know, the CG
0: has aged a little bit, but it is a twenty-one-year-old movie. Like, mm-hmm. so you can give it some some leeway there. But all like the 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 boat stuff, like all like I don't I don't know like. I feel like we, we've we never – of all the topics you can make movies about, all the kind of, like, the classic, like, landmarks, you think about, like, cowboys and, and you know, spaceships. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting off track. But pirates, I feel like there's not a lot of pirate content out there. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to because they just knocked it out of the park with this one so yeah. well. Um, yeah, I think it's excellent. Um, it's, it's so enjoyable. I was – when I watched it last year, I was like, man, I can't wait to show Zoe this. I was like, ah. Oh. I have to wait like ten years to like a show is yeah,
2: yeah.
0: maybe not ten, maybe she needs to be ten, but yeah. like um it's it's so so good. And yeah, so thankfully most people are kind of like, you know what, the first one's good and the rest are whatever. But for those who have written off the entire franchise, go back and see one. One is so good. Like mm. it's it's pretty flawless. Um, so I had to give it its juice because it's such a great movie. Um, so that's my number five.
1: Cool. All right, well, my number four is a movie that um, I actually had to watch for English when I was in year nine, I think it was. I think it was year nine. It might have been year ten. Um, and it's Billy Elliot.
0: Oh, I don't want to be a ballet dancer. No, I want to be a ballet dancer.
1: Yeah, I love this movie. I remember watching it in class and just falling in love with it From like the first scene, Mm. like the first scene where he's like, not even the first scene, it's like the credits. And he's jumping on his bed Mm. and they're playing, um, I was dancing when I was 12. (laughs) Um, Jamie Bell? It is Jamie Bell. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And it was just like this really, I'd never seen like this gritty version of England. This pretty mm. portrayal of like working class England. The thing that really made me fall in love with the movie was the soundtrack. Mm. The soundtrack is fucking great.
0: And is it Julie Walters?
1: It is Julie Walters, yep. yeah. Yep, go. And the soundtrack is just fantastic. And there was, I think that's the thing, like because when I was in class, there were a lot of students who didn't like it. Mm. Um, because they're like, this is what the fuck is this? This is boring, this is shit. Yeah, I'm sure there's like, another word that's getting
0: thrown out by the yes. boys as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, no, no, no. You guys don't understand. Like this is really clever and really well done and really beautiful and really poignant. Mm. And like just the the gravity of, you know, like it's just this boy, is just mm. this boy who, because of his circumstance, because of his living situation because of the fact that he's a boy um, and, you know, like his dad's a single dad and everything like that and money's tight because coal mines have closed because of Thatcherism and stuff like that. Mm. All he wants to do is just dance and he's not allowed to and, you know, it's a sissy thing to do and all that sort of stuff like that. And just the way that it ends and that beautiful ending of Mm. like his dad and his brother are going to see him when he's like playing on the – like in the National Theatre, in like on world's, oh, like it's mm. just fantastic. The way the movie is shot is so good. I love, I mean, we all love people who, anyone who loves Billy they all love that, that tap dancing scene mm. where he's just tap dancing down the street. It's going, he's going, it's going. And he's, going and he's getting all his frustration out. And he can't mm. stop. And then he smashes into the wall, like punches the wall and he punches it. Mm. It's just so good and it's so funny but it's funny in a really dry and sarcastic mm. way like it's just like as i've gotten older and i've watched the movie back like i've, I've picked up little references where i go oh that that's actually a really funny joke mm. <laughs> um just, just wonderful. Just a wonderful story. Mm. Really beautiful story. And then I went and saw the the musical. But we as saw, it well. we went saw it together. We went saw it together. I
0: remember because you meant to go with a friend, and the friend bailed the last night. I was driving home from uni, and I had to call my dad. I'm like, "Hey, um, so Tina has tickets to this theater show tonight, and her friends bailed on her. Um, Can I come?" And he was really like, "What? What's going on?" Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the the, the one thing that I think. Not that it necessarily improves on the movie, but one thing I miss from the movie is the songs that John wrote for the musical. I think they're all very good. And, like, you talked about that tap dancing on the street moment, the way they executed that on the stage with, like, the kicking the corrugated iron and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The songs are just brilliant. And just, like, it was... Solidarity? Yeah, Solidarity's great. Yeah. Um, And just, like... um, just Jamie Bell's performance mm. is so natural and so earnest. And you just like, you just watch his face and you watch like he's, how he's always so close to just like breaking, mm. you know, so close to just being like, why can't I just do the thing that I want to do? Mm. Why is it that I can't just do the thing that I want to do? <coughs> just beautiful it's just a wonderful film how do you film feel, feel about it
0: um, I really like it I haven't seen it in a long time which is why I've been a bit quiet because I don't mm-hmm. remember the movie that well yeah um, I remember I remember the ending obviously because the ending like because that was one of those movies where when it came out I probably would have been one of those things like oh what is this, 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 this and you were like no no you don't you gotta mm-hmm. watch it and like because I hadn't entered my snobbery yet in fact you introduced it to me at the perfect time because I was like Started to just showing in everything. I'm like, just show me any movie I want to watch it. Yeah. And I remember that ending and just like they like holding back tears. But like, mm. oh my god, like mm. I can't believe this movie about a boy dancing has mm. affected me in such a way. Um. So I, I think it's excellent. It's been a long time. I was just like looking up. Like, I want to Blu-ray. to mm. get this one. But it's organized. also just
1: like the father-son relationship mm. and everything. Like there's this. <laughs> like I I get the joke now. I obviously didn't get the joke because I wasn't. Because like, we're not British or anything like that, we don't know who this person is. But like, there's that bit where he finally gets caught by mm. his dad um, dancing ballet and stuff like that. And Jamie Bell's like, or Billy Elliot, it's like, um, what about that Wayne Sleep? He was a belly dancer, and mm. the dad's like Wayne Sleep because Wayne Sleep is gay. Okay. And so, like. Billy obviously doesn't recognise him as gay, and so it's just solidifying to his to his dad the fact that like ballet dancing is like a gay thing mm. to do, and all that sort of stuff like that. And so that's supposed to be like you know this funny little yeah. joke that goes along with it, but just like it's it's just it really i i don't know i don't know why, but it was really a film that kind of. Made up my personality a little bit, mm. you know. It really kind of made me go. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the whole follow your dreams aspect. Maybe it's the whole like you can like story of you can come from nothing mm. and you can work hard and and despite the fact that people you know will around you say no, like you go and. Um, try anyway but I'm just thinking of the scene it's beautiful beautiful scene Cause like obviously like the dad's not working because he's like um on strike with the coal mines and everything and he goes he goes to catch Billy um not going to um not go on a boxing right and so he goes and he, and, he, and he sees Billy dancing. He sees Billy doing his ballet dancing and he just stands there watching him and he doesn't say anything and Billy's, like, doing his dance for him and all this kind of stuff like that. Mm. And the dad just turns around and walks out and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, the dad is, like, so angry with him. Mm. But he's not angry with Oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. Mm. He's not angry with him. He's walking because he's going to cross the picket line. Because he's like, i got to send my – my, he's got to go. He's got to go to the National Ballet. Mm. He's so good. Mm. He's got to go to the National Ballet School. And the only way I can do it is I've got to work. Mm. So I've got to cross that picket line. And oh, my God. It's mm. just – it's so good. It's mm. just so good. I just love it. Mm. just love it.
0: No, nice one. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. But I've only seen it the one time. That would be the time that you showed it to me. Yeah. And then the theatre Well, version,
1: so. we're watching it again.
0: Yeah, due for a rewatch. Yep. Um, nice one. Uh, well, like, when I tell you what my next question is, I'm like, <laughs> this is following up Billy. I like that beautiful, mm-hmm. like, the way you kind yeah. of wax wrap and I'm like, well, this one's really funny. Um, this movie is a movie that, like, definitely in the 2000s was the funniest movie I saw in theatres. But even since then, very few movies have made me laugh out loud to the point of crying as much as this movie did. Um, and it inspired... Impressions for two decades. Uh, it's Borat.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, I know you've never seen Borat. I've never seen finish. it,
1: I've only seen bits and pieces.
0: And unfortunately, like, we, try, we actually tried to watch it recently, like, about a year or two ago. And mm. the way, like, Borat is a very misogynistic character,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and he, like, the time is your enjoyment for that film has kind of come and gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you hadn't, if you don't see it a certain time, like, I think if you, if you had seen 2006, you probably would have appreciated it. Mm. but like now it's just like oh boy like some of the jokes are tough mm. um although you did like the the non-sexual jokes of king in the castle the king in the king,
1: Astral, king, king, i have king a
0: chair in castle, king in the castle. King, the
2: castle
0: um it's just on the next level mate it's so genius it's like i knew nothing about Sacha baron cohen and the Allergy show i'd seen Allergy in the house knowing yeah. no having no context for what it was mm just wanted to see something raunchy. Like, that's kind of the way we also saw LAG when we were teenagers. We actually all went to go see allergy in the movies um, when it came out, but we were all 13 and it was M.A., but we got confused and thought that if we had a parent there, we could go and see it. So Josh's mum bought us all t- bought the tickets and then, like, three of us couldn't go in, so mm-hmm. we just had to, like, take our popcorn back to his house. Aww. We couldn't watch it. Um, but when Borat came out, I was old enough to see it. But, yeah, just the idea that he went undercover and, like, no one knew, no one knew that it was staged. Mm. Like, to this day, like, from what I'm... So
1: is he, sorry to interrupt you, you're but right. I, does he, he interviews people about America? He goes to America, doesn't So
0: he? the story is that, like, Borat is, like, a reporter in um, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Yeah. And the, um kind of, like, the government in Kazakhstan are, like, we want you to go to America and learn what, what makes America so great so you can bring back to Kazakhstan so we can improve our way of life yeah. and stuff like that. But also, you can impart our great way of life as mm. well. And then, <laughs> like he gets set up with like like a group of feminists. He yeah. gets like he sits down with like senators, um, and just like is just completely politically incorrect and like yeah. misunderstands everything. Um, what were you gonna say? To your just members? the
1: bit where he's doing the national anthem.
0: Uh, yeah, there's all like other
1: potassium. It's yeah, all enough. other
0: countries have it's inferior potassium. potassium yeah, like that's the thing. Like it's raunchy and like there's really like full-on jokes, like stuff that like what I laughed at when um I was eighteen. Like now I'm like, oof. Like there's a joke where he's showing a photo of like him next to his son. And His son is naked with like a massive penis, mm. and I'm like, that feels like I mean, surely the kid would have been would have had to be 18 to yeah. be in the movie, or would have been like a, a Photoshop, or whatever. But at the time, I was like, like as a dog, I'm like, oh man, that's a tough joke to yeah. like do, and like, that's probably one of the worst jokes in it, like yeah. in terms of that. Um, uh, but it can be so raunchy and full on, and then have really heartfelt moments, and also be. So it's, always, it's almost always at its funniest when it's not being dirty. Things like King in the Castles mm-hmm. like um, or the Inferior Potassium thing mm-hmm. or, like, did I Shrink Me Gypsy mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it's just – it's insane. And, uh, like, it's just – and there was nothing like it. Like, we'd all seen kind of versions of mockumentaries before. We'd seen things like Spinal Tap. But like, you might have seen Best in Show. Stuff like that, but Borat is so different because the only part of it that's fake is the character of Borat and his backstory. Yeah,
1: so it's not no one's in on the joke. That's no like the one's thing. in on the joke. Whereas all the mockumentaries, it's all scripted. Yeah, you know this is not scripted.
0: That's right. Mm. Um, like, <laughs> does that scene where they be like the bear? I don't know if you've seen that, but like at one point they. Catch a bear or they get a bear for some reason? And there's the bear in the ice cream van with them. Um
2: oh, no, I don't, I don't think it's it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: It's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like then the whole idea is he's, he's meant to go in part like learn it best I've got possible. Then he falls in love with Pamela Anderson, so oh, like that's right. he's yeah. like, oh yeah, like we need to go to California, like, yeah, and suddenly right. becomes that's like right. this story quest for love. Yeah, um, and she, actually, she was in on the joke. She was the only one in on the joke because yeah. there's a scene where he goes to like a book signing, and he like brings like this like blanket, and he's like, in my culture, like I give you a marriage blanket, and then we're married. And she's like, oh no, thank you. And he's like, in my culture permission is not required, and he throws a blank <laughs> on and kidnaps Pamela Anderson from, like, the record yeah. store. Um, uh, it's really funny. Like, I, I think anyone listening to this is aware of War and is aware of how funny is, but it's just, I just can't get, I still can't get over, like, the stuff they got away with in that movie, and it just makes me laugh, and yeah, it's, I would say, probably the funniest film of the decade. It just, yeah, it's insane. The Mancini, obviously, yeah. that was a big thing. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Every time, like, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I just keep remembering bits and pieces. Mm. Um, so you know, you brought Billy Elliot, which you know was a really like lovely poignant thing, and yeah. then I brought the smutiness of Borat. Yeah,
2: um,
0: and I do think it's Sasha uh, Baron Cohen's best performance and best movie. Like Ali in the House is pretty fun. I Bruno I thought Mick, like I think is has moments, but it was kind of too much. Like, like where mm. where Borat kind of walks the line not too, not too badly, like Borat goes over, so Bruno goes over the line quite a bit where I'm just like, ah, this is too much, this is too full on. Like mm. this is, yeah, like it, it's not that this is poor taste, it's just too much for me. I'm like, I don't know if I like this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then Borat 2 was a surprising good sequel. I like that as well. But, yeah, um, Borat's my number four. The
1: only thing I know about Borat 2 is where he's got the frying pan and he's trying to like hit the virus. Like this is Venus. Oh
0: yeah, he sees it in a cabin yeah. with these like redneck yeah. guys, and he's trying to stop COVID. Um, yeah, like well, the second one, he's um, he has a daughter, and because obviously Borat is more well known, she's kind of the conduit for the film. So like he'll send right, her out. Yeah. So they're both in scenes together. It's more about her, and she's brilliant. Like mm-hmm. it was her first American film, um, and there's this. Scene, I'll I'll tell it this quickly. Um, there's this scene where like they go to like, a debutante-type thing where it's, mm. like, where girls obviously can... Well, you know what debutante ball is. like yeah, where yeah. Girls yeah.
1: Can, it's they're coming out.
0: Yeah. And mm. so, like, oh, well, she, she never had the chance to do it, so we get to do it. And so she's doing, like, this traditional, like, Kazakhstan, the Kazakhstan, like, dance. But then, like, it's revealed she's had her period. So, like, oh, okay. they keep, like, flashing to, like, like a, to that. And so it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's insane. Yeah. But she's very funny. And then she was the voice of the dog and guy in Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: So oh,
0: very good. So my number four is uh, a Borat. And I think that's one of the few accents you can get away with doing still. Yeah. Uh, if not, this show has been cancelled. Shit. Uh, what is number three for you?
1: My number three is one that you said that you weren't going to mention on your list, but guess what? We're talking about it. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's Kill Bill Volume 1.
0: Oh, I could talk about this movie forever. I know, right? Have I mentioned the snow? <laughs>
1: <laughs> your most favourite scene in all cinema. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I remember, I specifically remember the first time I watched Kill Bill Volume 1. I was in Year 10. It was a pirated, I think I've told, have I told, I can't remember if I've told just you this story or if I've told it on the podcast before. But it was a pirated DVD um, from a classmate. Mm. He, um, yeah, he had like pirated DVDs in his, pencil case or something like that it would, a have been like, oh, case. it would have been like one or two or something yeah like that and he was talking about it and i was like ah, oh, um what's that and then some of my friends were also talking about like kill bill and stuff like that they borrowed it and they're like it's so good it's so good i was like okay well is it cool if i borrow it and they're like because you know it was rated R. Mm. like i was in year 10 i wasn't supposed to watch it yeah
0: i watched it in year 10 when i was supposed to read that yeah
1: exactly and so I watched it, and it was shit quality. Mm. It was it had like can't remember if it was Chinese or Japanese subtitles down the bottom, um, but it was e- it was in English, mm. but it looked like it had been like filmed in a cinema. Or it, something. Probably, it, was, it probably it was, was a camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was very very poor quality. It was
0: like when Kramer and Jerry have to like film a yes. video. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> and I watched it on my laptop. And I watched it, I was like, this is so cool. Mm. I was like, this movie is fantastic. And like I'm watching a really shit quality version of it. And I just kind of like came a little bit became a little bit obsessed with it. And then I remember my brother asked me, he goes, What do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I want the DVD of Kill Bill Volume One. And it's like I'm not getting you that because it's R18. I'm like, yeah, but you could be the cool older brother mm. and you could get, i have like, I've already seen it. Mm. He's like, I'm not getting it for it. I'm like, I've already seen it. Mm. Like, I'm not getting it for it. I'm like, fine. So he got me Kill Bill Volume 2 because that was MA15+. That
0: is very George. Sure I know, yeah.
1: right? I'm like, you couldn't just be chill for like five seconds. Um, So I got that. And I, don't get me wrong, I love Kill Bill Volume 2, but obviously, like, I think Kill Bill, I think Volume 1 is better. Me too. Um, and so then, once I turned eighteen, I'm pretty sure it was like one of the first DVDs I bought when I turned eighteen. Because mm. I was like, "This is such a good fucking movie." It was, the
2: first and I, I also and now. I
1: got it, and I was like, "Ha ha ha ha!" To George, I was like, "See, I have it now." And and I was like, like, "Well, you're allowed to watch it now." Um, and like as you know, it's just fucking brilliant mm. it is so good it was the first tarantino movie that I'd, I'd ever seen me too so this is the thing i think because it was the first tarantino movie i'd ever seen when i then saw things like reservoir dogs and what's another one that i don't like
0: do you like pop fiction
1: pop fiction is fine
0: a lot of movie fans are gonna hate that response. i know but I actually, but I'm actually saw, with, you. I'm with you on that. But, like, but
1: because I saw Kill Bill 1 first, when I then saw those movies, I was like, oh.
0: Well, we talked about this. Um, we did a whole Tarantino episode last year. Um, <coughs> Jason from Midnight Terrace came on because he's a huge Tarantino film as well. And we talked about it. Like, if you watch them in order, like, Reservoir Dogs, you're like, oh, my goodness, like, look what he did with so little. And then you see Pulp Fiction, like, I've never seen anything shot like this before and told a story told like this. And then Jackie Brown's just cool. And then he takes seven years off.
2: Mm.
0: Like, six years off. Something like that. Six or seven years off. Takes a few years off. He comes back and you see Kill Bill. And it's like a brand new director. Yeah. Like, it still feels like a Tarantino film. Mm. But visually, he's matured. He's got this crisp lines. He's Mm. got, like... This incredible color palette, like mm. he's got these fun, like quick cut action mm-hmm. things, and it feels exactly like a Shaw Brothers film from the seventies. Like he's just taken everything he loved and made it work. And again, like I talk about it so often, like, I joked about this up. The Kill Bill Volume One has the best shot, the single frame in any movie in history, and I will argue it to the death of people. There is a shot in the house that has a blue leaves. I think it is. The, the Charlie Brown bar, yes. um, where the bride is on one side in the snow, uh, Owe and Ishii is in the other. It's framed by there's fully, so it's framed by like the building, and there's just like a little like fountain thing ticking You're back doing. and forth. And it's perfect. Yeah, it is a perfect it's frame. Just gently it's gently snowing. and but he couldn't have done that in any of his other films. It took until Kill mm-hmm. Bill from to be able to do it. Um, so I understand you being like, a, Oh, I don't. Like it's fine. Like I understand. I understand mm-hmm. you going back to those other ones. Like oh yeah, it's fine. Like because it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you ex- and that's the thing. I expected Reservoir Dogs to be the same, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is fucking boring. Like boring because it was all talking. Whereas I know, I know that's, I know that's a mark of Tarantino films. Yes. But I really feel like Volume One is separated from that even volume two has so much more talking so much more talking than volume one does volume one has like slades of minutes and minutes and minutes of film Mm. that has no dialogue it is just visuals
0: well, one is very much a samurai kung fu film yeah. and they're not known for their dialogue. Yeah. And then part two is like, we need to tell the backstory. Mm. Um, but, you know, you could do get some cool bits in part two, like the whole Jaime oh, yeah. stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: I do like Tarantino's dialogue. I can see why. Like,
1: I like it too, mm. but I don't want to watch... 20 minutes of just the same conversation. Yeah. So you know I could I mean? do that. I, I don't so mind I, that. I, I not, there's got to be something that then happens. Yeah. Something then has to happen. Yeah. Um, But, like, it was the first time I'd ever seen a film where all of a sudden it just became anime. Yes. And then went back to film again. It was the first time i seen Only
0: McGuire previously had done it.
1: Yes. It is the first time i ever seen a film where it just went to black and white. Yeah. And then went back to color again. I was like, those are such interesting choices.
0: Or the blue and black or the yes. with the blue through the silhouette. Um, I
1: was like, I was like, I didn't know you could do stuff like that. And like what I mean, what I mean by that is obviously you can do stuff like that, but I didn't know you could get away with doing stuff mm. like that, you know, and just be like, oh, you don't have to just have a movie be like that if you want to. You can. If you want to make that scene black and white, you can fucking make it black and white if you want to mm. for the stylistic choices and everything. And, you know, like, um, I mean, I dressed up as Go-Go for your 21st mm. birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just cool. It's just such a cool movie. And, yes, it's long, but it doesn't it's take not, long.
0: It's not. It's one. It's now 45.
1: Oh, is, is that, that It's f-
0: actually one of your shortest movies.
1: Why did I think it was two
0: hours? Uh, no, it's combined. You watch
1: combined.
0: If you watch both of it, them, it's that's like, what it is. if you watch it's both of them together, it's about yeah, four hours. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, if you're watching Kill Bill, you will often watch them both back to back. And this was. Like, oh, and an hour 51, sorry.
2: Yeah. But so it's still less than two hours.
1: And, like, I didn't know who Uma Thurman was. I didn't know any of the actors in the film. I didn't mm. know Quentin Tarantino. I didn't know anything. Did you, know, did you know just, the name
0: Quentin Tarantino? No. Really? Okay.
1: No, nothing. All I knew was the boys in class was talking about how this movie was like badass, mm. and I was like, "Oh, uh, like I'll give it a try. Sure, sounds cool to me." Yeah,
0: it's still to me his best film.
1: Uh, Look, Inglourious
0: Bastards comes very close. Two thousand and nine, so you could have picked
1: it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have. I I put Inglorious Bastards in my honorable mentions. Yeah, um, but I know. Yeah, I think, you know what I think I think it is. I think I think Inglorious if Inglorious Bastards is ninety nine percent, Kill Bill Volume One is hundred percent.
0: Inglorious Bastards more dialogue. Yeah, A
1: lot of dialogue. Yeah, but I am also really into World War Two content. I think that's very interesting content mm. to me. Um, but yeah, just like. I just remember, like, being my mind being blown hmm. by this and going, "This is."
0: Did you know Lucy Liu? Amazing.
1: Oh yes, I knew Lucy Liu. Yep, yeah, 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 yep.
0: It was so cool seeing her play. So like
1: anybody else, and just say, "Now's the fucking time." She's so good at it. She's so good at so it. Good in it. So
0: good at it, and like, and a- that was
1: the thing. Like, I knew her from Charlie's Angels. Yes. So I'm watching her in Charlie's Angels, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's cool. And then when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she's completely different. Her acting is completely different.
0: I think she was in Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson I and Jackie Chan. That. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I haven't seen it since the nineties um, or whenever it came out. But um, I would say her story, like Owen and she, arguably mm. more tragic than The Bride. Oh yeah. Like and the way they do it, like the animation, like
1: and then she holds it back. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right.
0: Um, and what's, like, I don't like to use this word on this show for everyone because we are mm-hmm. trying to be it positive. At its core, if you want to break it down and simplify it, this is a rape revenge film. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like, that's exactly what this mm-hmm. movie is, but you forget.
1: And it's, and it's just, like, it, it horribly, as, as, as much as I don't want to use this word, it really is a film about violence against women. Yeah. Sort of thing. But but it's not but it's portrayed in in that in that sense of revenge it's portrayed yeah. in that sense of like this is an injustice that has been done to me and i will fucking burn this place to the ground and maybe that's what it was that made me so interested in it because i'd never seen a film where the female protagonist was like i will Massacre, literally massacre anyone who stands in my way to get to the person who fucking destroyed my life.
0: Well, there's that great line by Sonny Chiba who plays for Tony Hanzo, and he says, um, And if you should meet God on your path, then your blade will cut him down as well. Yeah. The whole idea, like, is it full of such cool lines like that? Yeah. Like, um, but I think that, I think the reason it works, I think the reason why. It never feels like too much, and the reason it is so appealing to audiences is that somehow Quentin Tarantino managed to rein it in in that area. It's not exploitative. Like, yes, at its core it does have those themes in it, but you are never, like, linger- there's no lingering shots. There's no, like, kind of.
1: I think the most it becomes uncomfortable. Is it Buck? Is with Buck. Yes. That's probably the, the area where it most becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. But even so, like that that injustice is is well is quenched so quickly with his fucking head caving in at the door. Yeah. That that you go. Like, the, like it's not like she's taking the hot. It's not like she's getting revenge, revenge on Buck, and that doesn't happen until the end of the movie. Mm. Like you realize it, and then in the next scene, she's fucking smashing his head. Yeah,
2: in.
1: and you're like, yes, thank you.
0: And she like bites the guy's lip. The other guy's – ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that guy. I don't know if you remember him, but he's in like a lot of early Adam Sandler movies.
1: Oh, I can't. Remember. I can't picture his face right now. I think he. I think
0: he's most, ple- he's most He's most. Known role in that Italian film is in *The Water Boy*, um, where he plays like a guy's like, hey, is is it Bobby Bobby boucher in *Water Boy*? was like, hey Bobby, was that a joke? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> That's that guy. Oh, it's pretty good. But, I mean, look for its time. Like you might not like it now, but for its time, it was pretty funny. um Yeah, the flick is brilliant. And like my favourite line, and I quote this to you, I would say five or six oh, times yeah, a year
1: yeah,
0: I know is what you're gonna say. Um, i'm not bold okay i'm <laughs> my head i thought
1: you were gonna say you say arigato like we say arigato, arigato. um i i,
0: that was I one quote one that say. i quoted a lot yeah. this movie um
1: yeah.
0: yeah it's great good choice
1: yeah absolutely
0: and uh i wonder what uh like if that's your number three
1: Oh, so, like, you're, so, you're going to be like, why the fuck did you choose number two as number two then, if I, that's number three? I feel
0: like I know, I have a feeling I know one of the movies um, that's going to come up, because you mentioned before Nostalgia and what it meant at the time. Yeah. And I know a movie that we saw that you, I would say you dragged me to, but I enjoyed it for what it was, and mm. you saw it multiple times in theatres. I think I know what it could be. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, my number three... I just re watched last week and I was like, oh my God, I've watched this every year for the last three years now. Why am I not talking about this movie more? It's Little Miss Sunshine.
1: Oh, yeah. Little
0: yeah. Miss Sunshine is fantastic. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that's so easily written off as like, oh, it's like a pretentious indie film. Oh, it's a bit of a like, mm. it's one of those ones where, like, when it came out, because it was an independent film, if you weren't open to independent film, People were like, mm, okay, well, you know, if you like that sort of thing, yeah. Um, people are going to roll their eyes at it. But it's such a beautiful movie. Like, its humor is very dry, but it's mm. really, it is really fun. Um, and it's just like, I, I, it's just an incredible family dynamic. There's not a bad performance in the bunch. Mm. It's um, so basically, it's the fan sort of this family who, um, low income family, trying to make ends meet. Their dad's constantly trying to like you, like it's got this kind of like get rich
2: yeah. scheme.
0: He's trying to make money. And in the background, like the, the wife played by Tony Collette, who's mm. brilliant in it, um, is just trying to hold the family together. She, her brother has just been released from the hospital after trying to kill himself, played mm. by Steve Carell. Yeah. In one of his best performances. Yeah. He's so good in it. Mm. Um, and his their youngest daughter played by Abigail Breslin. Um, accidentally fell into like, like a team, what are they called? A, like, a, like a t- like, scout
1: sort of thing. Like, like a, be- like a, a kid beauty, pageant. A beauty, yeah, yeah, yeah beauty pageant. Like a
0: child, like mm. Miss Pageant type thing. Mm. And then accidentally got nominated for like a major regional one. Mm. But they can't kind of, because they're so poor, they can't afford to fly. So the whole family has to look, get into their car and drive across country to get to yeah, the pageant yeah, in like right. three days. Mm. Um, Alan Arkin plays the, their granddad, the late great Alan Arkin, who's fantastic in mm. this. He plays like this kind of like. Very old school, like macho man. Like you imagine, like in his prime, he was like bare knuckle boxing people. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He does not. He doesn't use the right language. Like he's yeah. very um, non PC, very uh, old fashioned the way he talks to people. Uh, you got Paul Dano playing the teenage son yeah. who's made a vow of silence because right. he's been reading wants to be a pilot, be a pilot and he's been yeah. reading the philosophical philosophical works of Nietzsche and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Greg Kinnear plays that I didn't mention as well, and he's like such like a horrible father
2: mm. right
0: up until the end. And like the ending is so well done. We're like, you know what? I not I forgive him, but he's on the right track now, mm. so I'm glad. Like, there's this heart wrenching scene I, I've forgotten all about it where they pull over to get breakfast mm. and she wants pancakes mm-hmm. with ice cream.
2: yeah and the oh dad's like,
0: and the dad's like, look. You can have it if you want, but ice cream makes you fat. And yeah. is Miss America fat?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, like, the whole family, it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. moment where, like, Steve Perrault's like, well, look, if you're not going to have your ice cream, I'm going to have it. And then, like, all the other family start yeah. eating it. And she's like, no, 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 I want my ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's played off so well later where at the pageant she's, she meets, like, the state champion. And she's like, do you eat ice cream? And she's like, I sure do. Um, and she's like, mom, she eats ice cream. I can eat ice mm-hmm. cream. So it's really well done. Um it's such a character piece. So, like, the story itself, like, it's just a road trip movie. Like, the the, overall, like, it's nothing kind of world-changing, but it's all about the character stuff. It's Mm. all the different interactions, how they build off each other, how they're all... They're mostly very selfish characters, Mm. with the exception of the daughter Mm. um, and the son to a certain degree. But their selfishness is in the right place. They're all trying to make a better life for them. But yeah. just if they would just like maybe stop and listen to each other, mm-hmm. like they'd have a much better life. But it's just wonderful. It's it's insanely rewatchable. I've re- after I finished watching it the other day, I was like, I can turn this back on again straight away.
1: Mm. When the brother finds out that he's colorblind, oh and my god, yeah. Violent,
0: and he breaks his vow of yeah. silence. He's just like screaming. Mm-hmm. And he like tells everyone how much he hates them and stuff. And he's like, you're the worst family. I just yeah. want to get out of here. And then, like, the, the younger, like, the youngest, like, comes over and just puts her hand around, her arm around him, which she's like, anything you need. He's like, nah, it's cool. And he goes back up. He's like, I apologize for what I said. <laughs> I was in a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> and,
2: like, <laughs> uh,
0: and, like, the grandfather dies, like, while they're yeah, on the road trip. That's right. And legally, they're not allowed to discharge the corpse without getting, like, the funeral mm-hmm. there. it's going to take, like, four hours. And the Miss, like, Sunshine pageant's in two hours. So, when no one's like, they sneak the body out the window and yeah, they just like wrap yeah, yeah. it in a blanket yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. in the boot of the car. <laughs> um, oh, and isn't
1: she at some point? Is she like, isn't she like, granddad's in the boot or something? She tells somebody, yeah, or something at some point. She's like, yeah, my granddad's in the boot, or something. yeah, I can't remember. yeah,
0: she does. Mm. Um, it's it's just excellent, it's so well done, and then. The director that went on to make another film I just rewatched last night, actually, Ruby Sparks, a number of years uh, later.
1: I wanted to watch that.
0: Oh, it's so good. I could rewatch that one anytime as well. Like it's got Paul Dano in it again. He plays the lead. Um, I'm finding more and more of the years that he's one of my favorite actors. We never really hear people talk about him too much. Mm-hmm. Following his performances, The Riddler and Batman, hopefully people will, you know, pay more attention. But he's such an understated actor. Like he's very subtle in his performances, unless he has to go, you know, go over the top. And uh, it's just so natural and believable. Like, he's my favourite, second favourite in Little Miss Sunshine after Steve Carell. Steve Carell is just on a whole other level. Yeah. I've been on a bit of a Steve Carell binge lately. I watched The Way, Way Back, where he plays a bit of a villain in that. Mm. And I just rewatched Crazy Stupid Love the other day as well, which is also fantastic in. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, so Little Miss Sunshine, I can't recommend it enough. It's such an excellent film. Um, and hopefully people who have seen it. But if not, get on it. It's really good. Yeah, which brings us to uh,
1: two. No, dos. Dos. Um. So this film, you're gonna be like, yeah, like I said, from Kill Bill probably needs to be high. It's not exactly in order. Yeah. Um, but this film was just like, just a big part of my teenage years, and I just absolutely love it. Um, it's still, it's got a great soundtrack as well. Set in the UK, so obviously, like, fell in love with London, fell in love with the UK. It's what a girl wants.
0: That's a great movie, isn't
1: it? Such a great movie.
0: A hope or a binds. <laughs>
1: yeah, well. like, oh my god, it's so good. So for those of you who don't know, it's before, like a,
0: before you do. Sorry, yeah. I just want to say, um, Amanda Bynes is like filmography. Yeah. Maybe one of the best filmographies of all time. Yeah, like what a girl wants is great. She's the man is yeah. great. Sydney White is great. Like, yeah. it's a real shame what happened to her. Like, as she kind of became an adult, she went to a very similar like Britney Spears yeah, kind of thing, yeah. which is really awful. Because she, she was,
1: actually had a conservatorship. That's as well. that's what I mean. That's that mm-hmm. not the
0: word I was looking for. So talented, so funny. Yeah, like just has a, a great film record but anyway sorry yes what a go on.
1: yeah so basically like what happens is is that amanda Bynes lives in like chinatown in in la or something yes i think it's la and um she lives with her mum. and every single year for her birthday she wishes like she could meet her dad um who lives back in england right mm. um and um one day she finally goes you know what i was like 16 she packs up her stuff she's like i'm gonna go mm. And so she goes over, and she flies over, um, and she sneaks into. She you know, she knows that her father is like this duke or count or whatever sort of thing like that. Um, so she sneaks onto the grounds, and and um, he catches her. And it's played by Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's like a father-daughter reuniting story. So mm. like, she awakens in him the the childlike. An Americanization of free spirit, like, you forgot how free you used to be, you know, now you're this stiff upper lip. And, like, he, like, provides back to her, like, this sense of, like, um, uh, growing up and all that sort of stuff mm. like that. And um, the guy she falls in love with, who's the guy? He's the hot guy. You've got IMDb up at the moment.
0: I do. I'm trying to find it. I'm just looking. Jonathan Price is in this. Um, who play, he's also um, Elizabeth Swann's father in. Um,
1: oh, yeah, 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 he is in this. Um, i trying to
0: find the hot guy. Is it Oliver James?
1: Yes, it is Oliver James. I remember that name now. Oliver James. Um, and it's just, it's just a funny teen girl quirky movie with a fantastic, like, teen girl soundtrack and just, like, the backdrop of London, you know, you've got your double, you've got wonderful iconography, double-decker buses, just, like, beautiful, beautiful settings. Um, you, like, the whole idea of, like, flying over to a different country and falling in love with, like, this hot guy, this hot oh, British guy, who's like, you need to be yourself, darling. <laughs> Even that's totally not his accent. But it just, is a
0: little bit um, Parent Trap as well. It, it is, feels isn't
1: a bit it? Bad. Yeah. Um, and then um, her mum flies over and they end up like, I can't remember if the mum flies over, but either way.
0: She does because they're just <laughs> regarded and because there's a line
1: mm.
0: where she's like, because um, the guy that she falls in love with is a musician and she's like, mm. what, is he a drummer? Like I was always a sucker for drummers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wasn't Colin first character like a bit of a muso before? Yeah, he was. That, that was kind of the idea, yeah. Um uh, gold by the way, just charming and everything yeah. like just making just making the romantic lead in all movies. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so they end up getting like remarried and all this kind of stuff. Mm. they're all like not well, it's not remarried because it wasn't a it wasn't a legal marriage to begin with. it was just like a ceremony something mm. like that. Um, and it's just really great. Mm. And I remember I had the VHS of it again because. I didn't have a DVD player until like the late 2000s, mm. so I just had a VHS tape of it, and I'd sit and I'd watch it, and I'd be like, "One day I'm gonna go to England, and I'm gonna meet someone as hot as Oliver James, and I'm gonna like, you know, be on a double decker bus, and The Clash is gonna be playing in the background, and just like that's just a fun movie. You mm. know? It's a really fun movie. I think it epitomizes. Two thousand, the two thousands era, really well because it's in the middle of Cool Britannia. It's like the fashion sense is totally two thousands, like layered singlet tops.
0: Yes, yeah. Two
1: thousands. Uh, also, um,
0: what's your flavour on the soundtrack? So yeah, there
1: you go. The, exactly. If
0: you ever need a timestamp in history, yeah. Craig David will deliver.
1: Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so I think it just like the reason I put it in there is because I think it encapsulates the 2000s, my experience of the 2000s, mm. high school for me, high school era really well.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a great flick. It's, it really is. I, know, I I love Amanda Bynes and her work. I um, I was just looking at, I was just going through a, a new website to watch movies before, actually, and I was looking up Amanda, Amanda Bynes' movies. I was like, have she's the man? So I really want to watch she's the man again. Like, that's a great flick. Mm. Um really underrated flick. Like I think
1: it, I've only seen half of it.
0: Oh, it's good. Yeah. Everything she did was good, man. Like, she was such a great, yeah, great actress. Uh, and, again, very, very funny. And it's such, it is a very sweet story as well. So, mm-hmm. no, that doesn't surprise me, honestly. Like, unless it's your number one, which I don't think it will be, I honestly thought you might put Twilight on your list. Like just
1: Twilight was going to go in my own when, s- when you
0: said soundtrack, I'm like, this Twilight soundtrack is pretty good, actually. The Twilight
1: soundtrack is pretty good, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I was wondering if that was going to come up. It has, been, it has been on the show before. I had Gabby talks about Twilight so. yeah. um My number two, I know you've been thinking, James, there's been no superhero film to New Listeria. What are you doing? you insane person. Well, this is my superhero film. Um, I think it is the best superhero film to come out in the decade, um, which is a pretty big claim because it's going up against The Dark Knight, which is not being mentioned, and it's going up against Iron Man, which is also not being mentioned. Um, it's Spider-Man 2.
1: Not our first date movie,
0: not our first date movie.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think Spider Man 2 is brilliant. I think I I think all of Sam Raimi's Spider Man films are excellent. I I love three, I know people have mixed feelings about it, although they seem to it seems to have come around and now got a bit of a a lot more favor in the last few years. I think especially with like No Way Home and stuff like that, people kind of rediscovered that okay, it's not perfect, but it does have a lot to enjoy and very uh helpful with the memes online. People Mm. love. Two thousand, the, the Spider Man three means, but two like it just it builds on one so perfectly. Like one is a really good origin story, but two, it's like he's figuring out who he is. He, he's kind of a little bit more self assured, but now he's trying to balance the life of being Spider Man and Peter Parker. And I think Spider Man two, above all other Spider Man films, really ex- executes that dynamic, like trying to choose between you know, saving the day and, you know, getting to class on time and yeah. get, getting the girl and stuff like that. And you don't really see that in any, other, any of the other movies too much. They kind of toy with it a little bit, but this one really executes it very, very well. Who's um, the villain in this Doc Ock, played That's by right. Alfred Molina. And I still think he is the best Spider-Man villain we've seen um, in the live-action stuff yeah. I, um, because he's such a sympathetic character. Like, he's just trying to make the world better for good. Um and then he becomes this monster. Like, he ends up killing his wife. He ends up, like, becoming this disgraced scientist that no one's going to trust anymore. And then, like, these arms start to possess him. So they've got kind of, I guess, like a pre-AI type mindset where they kind of contaminated his own mind. Um, it's in an age before we're using a ton of visual effects. So, mm-hmm. yes, there is CGI, but there's a lot of practical stuff, including the octopus arms. Like, so there's yeah. that great scene where he like, he robs the bank and then he climbs up the building and Spider-Man's trying to save Aunt May from Doc Ock and he's like throwing money bags at him and stuff and mm-hmm. so much of that is practical. It was great. Um, Kirsten Dunst is really good as, as Mary Jane. I always felt like she got a bit of a bad rap for whatever reason. People didn't seem to like her, but I actually think she's really good in it because she's also trying to make her way as an actress. She's trying to like... She loves Peter, but Peter doesn't have time for us. so I guess I'll go with Harry. So that's all going on. Mm. You've got um, James Franco as Harry Osborn. I think it's his best performance as Harry Osborn as well. Um, she's playing that really torn nature where he knows Spider-Man killed his dad in the first movie, but he doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man yet. So he's still trying to figure yeah. all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel McHale is in that movie for about three is minutes. He? he plays the bank teller who won't um, open up an account for Aunt May. And then she's like, well, at least I get the free toaster. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, who else is in it? It's a, it's a great cast. I... Did I already say that I think Doc Ock is the best villain? I yes. did not yet. Um, at least in that trilogy. Um, in the latest series, I think that, um, that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin really shines. Mm-hmm. He's really good at later on. Um, it's got the train sequence. It's one of the best sequences of any superhero mm-hmm. film ever. Mm-hmm. Where he's trying to slow down the train and it's not working. Um And then, like, he ends up getting, like, his mask off and stuff. And that's the one thing that is funny. Like, he's just a kid. It's like, Tim McGuire's 40. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's not, but, like, he's definitely Mm -hmm. not a kid. Um, You've got the introduction of, I think it's Ursa, like, the neighbor, the guy who's a Grant. And then his daughter, who's, like, always hitting on him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you want some cake, Peter? I hope MJ calls. And, like, why are you chasing MJ? This girl clearly, like, all she wants to do is feed you chocolate cake and see how you are. Like, you're chasing the wrong girl. Um, it's just, I'm trying to think, like, if I'm missing any, like, there's obviously so much to unpack in it. Oh, my goodness. There's the whole fact that he loses his powers because he's he's dealing with too much.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, he can't, like, he he has to make the choices. Like, you know what? I tried being Spider-Man, but I need to get my life on track. I'm missing those classes. I'm, every time I swing, I run out of webs. I'm done being Spider-Man. He throws his... His suit in the garbage. That's
2: right, he does.
0: And he like, and then he ends up like, kind of getting better. at Everything he's he's being a better boyfriend to MJ. Like he's getting all his scores and stuff like that. But then, like, obviously Doc Ock's still at large. Like, Mm. damn, i am going to go back. And if you've ever watched the extended cut, I don't know if you have. There's this scene where um, the Daily Bugle reporters find the Spider Man suit in the trash can, so they bring it back to J Jonah Jameson, and he puts it on. So there's, like, a scene where he's... Uh, I
1: don't think I've seen it, but I think you've told me about it. There's
0: a scene where you've got J.K. Simmons in a Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Like, and it's so funny. It's so weird and out of place, but it just works. Um, it is, it is like, ex, it is excellence at its most peak form. Like, it's just all superhero films strive to do what this film has done. Um, I love it so much. Um, and then you've got that classic ending where um, MJ's going to marry someone else and then she ends up leaving the wedding and Yay. shows up to Peter's apartment in a wedding dress. Mm. Um, and she says, like, the, the, the famous line from the comics from the 60s, which says, go get him, Tiger. Like, they kiss. And then you hear the sirens and it's like, what do I do? And she's like, go get him. And they're like, yes, he's back. Spider-Man is back. Um, it's, it's great. Like, as I'm talking about it, I'm like, I like all these films, but now I want to go watch Spider-Man 2 again. Um, it's wonderful. That's my number two. Nice. So, what is number one for you? Your number one of all time from the two thousands, except for the stuff we also really liked that we didn't get a chance to talk about. All
1: right. Well, I'm just trying to think of how to introduce it.
0: Allow me. Allow myself <laughs> to introduce <laughs> myself.
1: Um. All I can say is that. <clears> throat> throat> Sorry. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Of course. <laughs> so. Obviously it has to be Mean Girls yep. because Mean Girls is just so iconic, absolutely iconic. Mm. And I think there is a movie from the 2000s era that is as quoted as Mean Girls is.
2: It's pretty strong.
1: Like a billion quotes, mm. so many quotes. I'm a mouse duh and that's why her hair's so big it's full of secrets go fall for glen coco you go glen coco and apparently i found out the other day apparently um
2: i told you
0: this
1: oh you told me this yeah yeah okay you repeated that you tell Um, the
0: the glen coco was the name of one of I i was gonna call her liz lemon um one of tina Fey's like brother's friends so she just threw it in there and she's like, I kind of ruined his life because <laughs> yeah. everyone's always saying to him, uh, you call go,
1: go, go, you go, go, go.
0: What's a nice wig, Janice? What's it made of? Your mum's <laughs> just Um, and
1: I've I liked um I've I've heard this theory that Regina George um didn't realize that like because there's a line in the movie that Janice says and she goes, I'm Lebanese. Yes. And, I've heard this yeah, theory. and the theory is that Regina heard that and she thought he meant lesbian. And that's why it's the whole like, I can't have a lesbian at my pool party. Yeah. There's going to be girls in their bathing suits. Um, it is just such a good movie. so good. It's so good. It's so funny. The The way that it is set up and and like it's almost like a heist movie
0: yes like do you know what i mean yes. it's almost
1: like a heist movie it
0: is yeah
1: because it's all about bringing down regina
0: oceans 11 main yes. girls so
1: they will they will sit and they you know they they congregate and they figure out how we're going to bring down regina you know you got to get rid of our army of skanks you got to like um mm. you know get rid of the hot boyfriend and all this kind of stuff like that and just just like it's 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 obviously like Tina Fey's writing is very, very clever and mm. very well done. Um, but just the delivery, like not just Lindsay Lohan's delivery. But That's her name.
0: I couldn't remember her name. Was, I was yeah. like Liz.
1: No. Um, Liz, Liz Lemon on the Mind. She, um, I would
0: put her in the same camp as Amanda
2: Bynes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's hugely underrated. Oh, absolutely. You, but the thing is, um, oh, I just had her name. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Yes. Rachel McAdams did this movie. And The Notebook in the same year.
0: Yeah, she was, like, 24 or something when she did this. And so she had to, like, but she does look like a teenager. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's, like, the thing that's, like, so amazing. Her performance as Regina is so good.
0: This is a flick, again, with not a bad performance in it. Like, Mm. everyone, like, Amanda Seyfried Mm. is so That's
1: her breakout role.
0: So, yeah, like, that's her first Mm. role. Yeah. So funny, Lacey Shea who plays, um, who's the one who's like, we should totally stab Brutus.
2: Question
0: We should totally stab Caesar. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, oh, I'm having a blank. Tim Meadows is the principal. Is yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he walks in, I to look a bras <laughs> out, I got divorced. I right, I
1: love. I love it when he's like, um, my nephew's name is Anthony. <laughs> 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 Not Anthony. And pretty.
0: I betcha that <laughs> I I feel like because Tim Meadows was also an SNL guy, I thought that was like an ad lib.
1: No, I I've I, I listened to a Off Ladies podcast, and he was on it, and he was talking about that line because obviously Jenna Fisher and Tim Meadows are in the new Mean Girls remake. Mm. The As
0: movie, is um. Sort of thing. Uh, oh my gosh! Can you guys say Liz Lemon, Tina Fey? <laughs> Tina
1: Fey, yeah. Um, and he was talking about that Anthony line, mm. but I think I think it was. Oh, I can't remember he said. It was ad-libbed or scripted. Mm. I can't remember what he said. I'll have to re-listen to the podcast.
0: You've got um Lizzie Kaplan as Janice. I think that's, mm. that might be her breakout role as well. Mm. And she's such a wonderful actress. She's mm. so good. Um, Kevin
2: G. She's like baby prostitute.
1: Oh, yeah. Kevin G. Oh, my God. And a an math Yeah. So good. So funny. Mm. And just like that really like i mean to the point where obviously you know they've created the mean girls musical and now this mean girls the musical movie sort of thing like that and the very fact like you know in the trailer it's like you know this is not your mum's mean girls and in order to be a mum, like like i'm a mum mm. but my daughter is three Yeah. So, like, obviously, three-year-olds aren't going to go. So Uh, the maths maths. unless
0: unless she's the 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 three-year-old from the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like twiddle the sexy. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um. Oh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. Amy Poehler in the movie as well. Um. So that doesn't make that maths doesn't make sense. But it's it's true. Like it's like it's it's such an iconic movie. It's so grounded in. Female culture. Mm. Like I um, I was teaching my year 10. Like this movie came out, what well, year did not move? 2004. 2004. Yep. It is 20 years old. This movie yeah. is 20 years old. I was teaching my year 10 drama class this week and I showed them a still from the Mean Girls musical, not the movie, mm. the musical, and I said, put up your hand if you see Mean Girls. Every single one of them have put up their hand. Mm. And I said, do you think these costumes, because we were talking about costumes, but do you think these costumes are an accurate representation? And one of the girls puts up her hand she goes, no, it is not an accurate representation. Regina George would never wear pants. She would never wear skinny jeans because that is not like fetch and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. I'm like, she didn't say fetch, but yeah. like, do you know what I mean? She was like, this is what I would dress her in. She would wear this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it just goes to show you how, ongoing Mm. this legacy of mean girls is and okay there's probably bits of it that are a bit problematic at this point in time but it was made in 2004 i actually it's it's really quite feminist it's very feminist
0: i don't know like because it's a morality story yeah so in terms of like the way they talk to each other i don't know if there is too much that has aged poorly the one thing, the one joke or the one thing they can't really get away with anymore is they use the R word quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, none of us are proud of it. Mm. It's pretty commonly used in the 2000s. Yeah, like we,
1: unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like, even, like, the joke about, like, Janice saying that, um, what's the guy's name? The gay guy's name? Not oh, Daniel. Um, that's the actor's
1: name. Um,
0: Damien. The two like like jokes about him being too gay to function, like, mm. sort of like that. I don't think that's, like, I've, I've got... No, like I've got gay friends, but Michael who has been on the show. He's mm. gay he's from Utah and he loves Mean Girls, and he, yeah. loves Damon, he loves and he loves um Janice and stuff like that. So, and he talked about Mean Girls, and it was in his top five favorite films as well. Oh, so, there you go. so, he talked about it very yeah, lovingly. Yeah. So, and um, just like, so if, if, if you think it's wrong, take it up with him because uh, I'm not defending oh, it. He shit. just said it. Listen but to me throw my friends under the bus. Like,
1: I will quote. I will quote Mean Girls. Like I have a mm. pair of Mean Girls socks. Yeah. I will quote Mean Girls probably at at least once every two days. Yeah, you know, it is that just relatable to to what's going on in mm. real life? And it's just it's just hilarious. Mm.
0: Well, I guess like it's really it's so relatable. You
1: to- love Lady Smith Black on <laughs> Like
0: I guess I guess it's so relatable for you because when you saw it the first time, you were in high school, mm. and, then and you now te- I teach in, in high school. school. Yeah, yeah. So you, see, and so you
1: see things like not change, mm. and just stay the same basically. Why are you
0: dressed so scary?
1: Sounds it's Halloween.
0: Uh, what's my one of my favorite ones? And uh, this one I quote to you all the time is like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Who is? Mm-hmm.
2: Who is this? Mm-hmm.
0: Gretchen? Right. right. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh my, oh my gosh, God, she's so, so annoying. annoying. I know, I know get, get, rid- get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> and the only quote that's you after you encounter someone who is annoying
1: yeah oh i'll always do this she doesn't even go here i just have a lot of feelings feelings. i can't help it if i have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina (laughs)
2: the
1: way she says vagina (laughs) it's just it's just a brilliant movie Mm. and it's like like if you were to ask someone what's one of the movies like what's a easily identifiable movie from the two thousands.
2: Mm.
1: Like it would, like so many people would say, "Mean Girls." 100%, mean Girls, Mean yeah. Girls, Mean Girls.
0: Yeah, we. I think we touched on it briefly in the fiftieth episode, but we didn't get to do a huge deep dive on it. And it's, I rewatched it again last year, and the flick is just. Mm. It's one of those movies where I remember when it came out. It was one of those movies like mm, I'm not going to watch that. It's, it clearly says "girl" in the title. Like yeah. It's quite an, It's one of the ones that I had to take a little while to get convinced. To watch it, when I finally sat down, I was like, oh, so I'm an idiot. Like, this is brilliant. This, this is so- brilliant. Um, and again, like, th- this thing came up recently. I saw online, um, one of the podcasts I follow. Um, so we were talking about Madam Web earlier. Mm. And apparently um, there's another Spider-Man film coming out. That's not Spider-Man. Because Sony keep making Spider-Man films about Spider-Man. Um, in the next year or so called, about Silk um the character Silk Sidney mm, Moon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently a news story broke where Sony were like, we're redeveloping the script so it's more appealing to a male audience because men want to see these movies. Yeah. And so like, there's this whole debate going on they're like, is that true? Is it what men is that true what men want to see? Because that's the argument that Ghostbusters made in 2016 when Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig Ghostbusters came out, they're like, mm. it failed because it was because women were in it. And it's like that's not true that's that studio is just backpedaling us as a species and being like oh if women are looking enjoyable it's like when you have movies like mean girls yeah. like this is proof that it doesn't matter who the the stars are who the cast is and what yeah. gender they are it matters that what matters is the script and the performance the reason mean well, girls yeah
1: the boys in my class the boys in my class had seen the movie mm. 20 year old movie they'd seen this movie
0: the reason mean girls has longevity is because it's good yeah it's well written. It's well mm. performed. It's a strong, like, it is a majority female cast, but there's not a single person that I would recast. Yeah. There's not a single person in that film where I'm like, oh, I don't know about them. Like, it's just well executed. Um, it just frustrates me that in 2024 um, we're still having this conversation.
2: Yeah, I know,
1: right.
0: And, like, blaming poor box office results and the fact that it wasn't men in the cast. It's yeah. like, that's dumb um, and so backwards. It's ridiculous. Like, Madam Webb hasn't done well because you didn't know what you were doing. Mm. Um, you didn't know what movie you make. And, again, I liked Madam Webb, well, I'm not saying it. But if the studio's going to throw its movie under the bus, like, just take ownership of your own mistakes. Yeah. Like, market it correctly. Mm. Don't keep rewriting it, like, throughout the process of making the film. Mm. Like, don't do it. Yeah, anyway.
1: Didn't even J- Dakota Johnson say that when she signed on, the script was, like, drastically different. Yes. Like, she was like, she, like, she said, like, she goes, it was dras like, she was like, I'm not sugarcoating it. Yeah. It was completely, people are, for a completely different.
0: People movie. are in love with Dakota Johnson's press tour because she's just been real about everything. Like, she opened up about her appearance in The Office because um, she's in the finale. was she in The Office? She, that, well, exactly. So she's in the finale of The Office, and I think it was Seth Meyers was like, how was that? Like, you're such a big fan. I think it was Seth Meyers. Because I know you should be a fan. And she goes, honestly, it was at like the worst time of my life. It sucked. She's like, because I thought I was going to be going on there for like, you know, maybe half a day or whatever, shoot some bits. She goes, I was there for two weeks. No one talked to me because they're all like tight knit and like everyone was over it because like the show was wrapping up. They just wanted to get to the end of it. So no one talked to me. I was eating lunch by myself. And then you look at the episode. I mean, all the background scenes. I've got almost no dialogue. Like, what was Who, the point? I
2: mean, she did she
0: plays the new receptionist. I think, or, oh, okay. or like secretary to Dwight. Like,
2: she oh, okay.
0: Yeah, she's in the. It's after. Yeah, it's like in the second part, the months yeah. later bit, like mm. when the documentary is about to, when the um, yeah, right, right before Dwight's wedding, she's like yeah. in the office there, and she replaced someone in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's been getting real about a few things, including the Madam Web script. Um, but yeah, anyway, we've got to Trek. Main Girls is excellent. Yeah, it is. Yes, that's all. That's all you got to say about that. In the words of Forrest Gump, I guess so. Um, then, what's your
1: number one?
0: My number one uh, is is hands on one of my favorite films of all time. Its predecessor um, is in my top five movies of all time, but. I would say, upon reflection over the last couple of years, I think this actually not only is one of my favourite films of the 2000s, it's also probably replaces its predecessor of my favourite film of all time. Uh, it's Clerks 2.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: It's probably also been the last time I mentioned a Kevin Smith film. I love all of his films. It's probably the last of his films to enter a top five. I've talked about Dogma. I've talked about Clerks. I've talked about Red State, I think.
1: So you are saying Clerks 2 is now surpassing Clerks 1? And as your favourite film I
0: think so well I think so because the context provided with Clerks 3 changes everything oh okay um the w- one thing I love about the trilogy about the series of, of films is it's it's a snapshot of the lives of these characters it's not trying to one up anything it's not like when like in Iron Man she's like we need more Iron Man to fight Iron Man it's just like hey this is what they're doing now it's just very much a a representation of how life is like hey what are my friends doing now 10 years later Oh, okay like now they're working in fast food mm. um it's probably his funniest film yeah I think it's like I think it's so wittily written um the character of a Eli- of Elias is a stroke of genius bringing in this weird like 16 year old Christian boy into the mix of Dante and Randall mm. is such beautiful chaos mm-hmm. like because he comes it becomes like... This punching bag for Randall, but also, like, that's the only way Randall is how to have to express his love. Like, he doesn't know any better. So he just ridicules him all the time because he's super into Jesus and the Transformers, and that's yeah. about <laughs> it. Um, you've got Rosario Dawson, who, by Kevin Smith and Scott Moser's own ad- admittance, is far too good to be in a Clerks movie. Like, mm. how she how she ended up there is crazy, but she's so good. She's so natural um, and engaging and wonderful in it. The two leads, um, Brian Haller and Jeff Anderson, are really great in it. Like you never, they they never really got much of a career after Clerks because it was Clerks. Like people saw it and like, oh, it's like this fun little indie film that was made for twenty thousand, twenty seven thousand yeah. dollars. There's no stars in this thing, and I think that was really unfair because whilst you know, they might not be earning Academy Awards with their performances, I think they are quite different to what you see in films. They bring yes. something that you know, mm. interesting. And like especially like Jeff Anderson in this film, like he gets all the best jokes in all of the film. but he's so funny in it. Um who else? It's it's filled with cameos, which is excellent. So like you got Ben Affleck coming back and Jason Lee, mm. all the regulars. Um Jane Silent Bob uh in a uh in a new uh kind of I'm really struggling with words today. I'm really struggling they're kind of in a new phase of their life where they're born again Christians. <laughs> They've just got out of out of. I
1: I saw clerks too. Like once I'd say I've seen it once, and I'd say it was probably about fourteen years ago.
0: It would be in the first six months of the state. Yeah, because I was showing you all my favorite films. Mm. Um, they're born again Christians who just got out of jail, but they're still drug dealers. Yeah. Um. And basically, it's the story of Dante's last day working at movies. So the quick stop where they worked at in the first film has burnt down because Randall actually left the, left, left the toaster on overnight. Yeah. So he burnt – because he and he blames it on Al-Qaeda at first because it's a post-9-11 movie. <laughs> so yeah. he's like terrorism and they're like, mm, and he got it, that left the toaster up and on, didn't I? So they're stuck now working in a, in a movie's. And it's Dante's last day because he's gotten engaged to this woman um, who's going to take him out of New Jersey, bring him down to Florida, um, and he's going to finally get his life on track. But what we find out is that Dante – isn't so much in love with her as he is in love with the idea of finally getting out of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but who he's really in love with is um, Becky, played by Rosario Dawson. Um, and Randall is in this really kind of weird place because his whole life is about to change because the only person he cares about, although he can't admit it, is about to leave his life forever, and he's really struggling with that. Yeah. And he's like, my best friend is now going to be the 16-year-old boy who loves Jesus <laughs> and Transformers.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Again, like, a lot of the stuff on my list, it is very, like, politically incorrect, especially by today's standards, some of the stuff you could not get away with. Like, there's a very funny piece on racial slurs, and it's not... The whole idea is that Randall is wrong. Like, and that's that's, the point of it. Like, Randall makes a comment, and I'm not going to repeat it, obviously, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't say that. Mm. And then goes this whole diatribe about what is a racial slur, and it's so... Again, you could not put it in a movie no, today, right. but I watched it last year. And I'm like, it's still funny because it's the way it's written is objectively this guy is an idiot, it's yeah. wrong, you can laugh at it, it's okay. Um, it's, just, it's it, like it's weird, like it's coming in a, it's coming of age story about two guys in their 30s, yeah. Which you don't really see, no, like coming of age right. stories tend yeah, to be yeah, in yeah, their yeah. teens.
2: That's right.
0: Um, but it's so so funny. It's very pointed. It has a lot. It has the most heart out of the three movies, which I really like. Um, I like when Kevin Smith gets sentimental, which I know most Kevin Smith fans don't like. Oh, really? Most people like. I
1: cl- think he's very good at sentimentality.
0: People tend to like clerks. They like Morats. They like chasing dogma. Amy. Chasing Amy is quite sentimental, but it's also very full on, um, and Dogma. And they're like the Jay and Silent Bob stuff. But when he gets sentimental, like Clerks 2, Jersey Girl, that's my jam. Like Mm. when he gets really heartfelt. That's why I like Clerks 3 so much, even though I know a lot of people did. Um, But, like, I think that this movie is of the trilogy perfection. Like it's just so, so well put together. And it's right before Kevin Smith had to kind of, like, not that he had to clean up his act, the comedy was changing. Yeah. So it's the last, I think, truly, like, kind of unhinged, unrestrained Kevin Smith film as well mm. in terms of jokes because he just goes for it and it lands it. Like, every joke lands for me. But you couldn't put any of those jokes in a movie today. He could not make Clerks 2 today. That's why Clerks 3 is very tame in comparison. Um, but I just think it, it's an excellent film. Um,
1: so what happens in Clerks 3 to impact Clerks 2?
0: Well, Clerks 3, spoilers for Clerks 3, for anyone listening who hasn't seen it yet. And I've told you about it. I, I remember after I saw it, like two days later, I'm like, can I talk to you about Clerks 3? Because I'm really struggling with it. Mm. Dante dies in Clerks 3. Oh, yes. So right. what happens is the Clerks 3 opens and Randall has a heart attack because he's now in his 40s. He has a heart attack and he survives. And he's like, I have been wasting my life. I need to do something with my life. I'm going to make a movie. And it's basically the story of Clerks, how Kevin Smith made a movie. Yeah. Um, And, like, what we find out is that Dante married Becky at the end of Clerks 2, but between Clerks 2 and Clerks 3, Becky died in a car accident and she was pregnant.
2: Oh, wow. So
0: Dante's life is ruined. Mm. And he's just like, I've been living, he goes, this whole thing's like, I don't know why I'm here anymore. Mm. Like, everything I cared about is gone. Mm. And I'm here with my best friend and he's so self-involved because he's, living on the high of surviving a heart attack. Mm. But, like, and I'm so glad he's alive, but why am I here? Like, I've been miserable and, like, empty for 10, 15 years. Like, what's the (laughs) point of all of this? Um, So it is very dark and very pointless, Mm. stuff like that. Um,
1: So then how does Dante die?
0: Heart attack. Oh, God. But, like, they set up at the very start. Like, um, it turns out because, like, yeah, like Randall's been, like, in a convenience store his whole life, eating junk food and, Mm -hmm. like, being very sedentary. And so the doctor like, says, like, this is why it happened. And um, Dante's like, oh, I'll make sure he, like, eats a vegetable. And she's like, you too. If you guys work together, then you're probably in the same situation. And you forget about that line. And mm-hmm. at the end, the same thing happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's so beautiful. Like, again, like, maybe the most beautiful thing Kevin Smith has ever shot. Like, Randall is in, like, in the hospital bed with Dante. He's holding his hand. He's like, I need you to get through this. I need you. You can't, like, leave me. And he's showing him the movie that they've been making for the whole movie. Mm. But then when it cuts to Dante's point of view, he's sitting in a movie theatre and he's watching clips mm. from all the Clerks films. Mm-hmm. And then Rosario Dawson walks in and sits with him. Because
1: mm, he's already died.
0: He's already died. Yeah. And um, he's like, hey, let's, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm so glad you made it. Like, let's, let's get out of here. And she's like, you Sure. Like, you don't want to finish the movie because I've seen this one. He goes, and mm. it's his best movie. It's his mm-hmm. best work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like.
1: Oh, my God, that's making me well up. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I really struggled with it because I'm like, oh, my God, like I've been living with these movies for 20 years. And, like, when Iron Man died in Avengers, I was, like, obviously, you know, I, you know, I was sad about it. Like, I think I definitely cried in the cinema. But I was like, yeah, but, like, it's a superhero film. But this is, like, just a story about a couple of guys who were Yeah. And like, what really got me like that was really sad. But what really got me is then like, Randall eulogizes him, and I was like, "How dare you use that line and be so effective with it?" When he's eulogizing? Because he I don't really know what to say, so I'll just quote you. And that's that you're not even supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. Like, and is that, like he shouldn't be dead. Mm-hmm. And like that messed me up. I was like, "Oh my god!" So because it is so heartbreaking, and because it is such a sad ending, and mm-hmm. because. The first movie is not a light movie. Like, I like the first movie, but it's very like
1: I just remember the guy with the milk. Yeah. The, first movie, the guy in the milk fridge.
0: But the first movie is a very aggressive movie. Not aggress- yeah. not aggressive as in like against it's just it's it's a very frustrating film. It's like two people in their twenties and they don't know what they're doing, and so they just lash out at everyone. It's yeah. very funny, but it is also quite bitter. Or like, not bitter's not even the right time, right word, but it's very like there's not a lot of warmth to it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but like they're kind of jerks. Yeah. So two is like this perfect like moment in their lives between one and three where it's like, Oh, like there's this warmth about them. Like mm. they're warm, loving case. They're fleshed out. We know a bit more about them. Yeah. They make mistakes, but they're okay. So like, because of everything that happens in three, it kind of re- made me realize how harsh one is. I'm like, you know what? Two is, two is the happy place for me mm. in the trilogy. Um, Definitely spent a lot more time talking about Clerks 2 uh, and Clerks 3 than <laughs> I meant to. Um, but yeah, it's it's excellent. And if you like really filthy jokes, like Clerks 2 S Play, they do a great bit on Lord of the Rings as well. Um, because Randall hate, thinks they're really boring. They're just three movies about walking.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's really funny as well. And he makes Star Wars. No, he makes a Lord of the Rings nerd. I uh, throw up.
1: The only thing I really actually remember, like in picture, remember, I do. Like when you were talking about like um Eli and stuff like that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. The only thing I like vividly remember, I think about this all the time. Oh really? Probably every time I cook an egg.
0: Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Roll of egg, (laughs) and like cutting the slices of egg.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, the fuck is that? Like as if that, that exists in America. Just a roll of egg.
0: I mean, I don't know if it does or if it was just made for the movie. I guess, like, it's based on something. It's
1: got to be based on something. <coughs> I don't know. I just was like... Huah.
0: But it is also a fictional fast food restaurant, so yeah. it could be a fictional product. That's I don't true.
1: Know. It could be. Um, I thought I thought you told me that that existed in the, in America.
0: I don't know. Like, possibly. Maybe I knew and I forgot.
1: But, yeah, I always was thinking... <coughs> <coughs>
0: um, but, yeah, so those are my top five. Those are your top five. Um, I think... Yeah. Been- Pretty good lists. I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. with them. And, again, if we took more time, I'm sure we'd find five completely different mil- films that would also be equally. Yes. It's such a great decade. Um, and this is only the second episode on the 2000s, so there's so many more great films to talk about, unless everyone picks Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dark Knight, which is possible. Um,
1: Should we go through Honourable Mentions?
0: Oh, yeah. Do you want to go through? I've only got a couple.
1: I've got a lot.
0: Um, so Sin City I mentioned at the start of the, yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. I love Sin City. as it a r- good really good flick.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, just, uh, like, and obviously it marks a very poignant moment in my life where I discovered the idea of going to the movies by myself. Mm. But the other five, I think are slightly more rewatchable. Inglorious Glorious Bastards, I mentioned as well, would easily be my top five, but i talked about it on the yeah. show before. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I really oh, like. Yeah. I really like forgetting Severus. So mm. Of the Aperture era of comedies, I think it's my get favorite.
2: That's somewhere. the other
0: accent you can still do. You can do yeah. Dracula, and you can do um, Borat. Borat. um I got a surprise for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I love the. I, I think this. It's recently become sort of memeified, but I really enjoy that Russell Brand quote of like, "Yeah, I was going to, but then I just went on living my life." Yeah. Like,
0: um, and uh, and four year old Virgin I put in as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's plenty more I could have, but I just couldn't think of anything else Like right before we were recording recording. So, yeah. Um, what are some of yours? Well,
1: I had Hot Fuzz.
0: Yes. Hot
1: Fuzz is amazing, but I couldn't put it in the top five list because we talk about it, like, so
0: much. Yeah, like, it would be on every one of my yes, lists. Exactly. I mean, it's my favorite movie in the 90s, even though it hasn't come out yet, because Edgar Wright was alive in the 90s, so Hot Fuzz was probably in his brain in the 90s, yeah. therefore. But, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, Harry Potter, obviously, yes. like all the Harry Potter movies.
0: We did two whole episodes on Harry Potter. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> so we don't need to talk about Harry
1: Potter. Um, along with that is also Lord of the Rings yes. because, you know, obviously it's amazing.
0: We probably will come back and do a Lord of the Rings episode because we watched all the Rings and Hobbit movies last yeah. year. We were going to do a retrospective on it. We just didn't get a chance to. But we've got – I haven't said, said anything on the show yet, but we do have some stuff coming up in the second half of the year where we're probably going to need to generate a lot more content, you and I, so that'll be yeah. when we do that, yep.
1: Um, the notebook is fantastic. You haven't seen it, have you? Yeah, I
0: have. Yeah, oh, you have? Yeah, I've seen it once.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I really liked it. Yeah.
0: Um, but it's been a long time since I've seen it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. It's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. Um, it's just beautiful. And every time you talk about wanting a house that has like a veranda, mm. I'm like wrap notebook, wrap around house. porch.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so notebook, um, Amelie. Yes, obviously, because like Emily is one of my most favourite movies, and Emily—that
0: was in your top five of all time. Yes,
1: we'll see. That was the thing. Emily was number two (coughs) of tonight's list, but I was like, I can't put it in there because I've already. Well,
0: you could if you want. I know,
1: but I've already spoken about it, so I didn't.
0: Um, I rewatched that last year, and that flick is great,
1: isn't it? So
0: good, so fun,
1: so fun. Um, I was even today, like just like little things make me think about it. Even today, I was playing with Zoe, and she had. Her big bowl of beads, mm. and we were putting our hands in it and just grabbing all the beads. And like it tickles your hands when you do that, mm. it's like the sensation of putting your hands in the bowl of beads. And so I said to her, I was like, Think about that feeling, think about how it feels. And it just mm. made me think of when Amelie sinks her hands into grains of like beans and things mm. like that, just for the feeling of it. Um, 300, yeah. How good is 300?
0: Do you know what? As you said, 300, I also was like, oh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Because um, they're both <laughs> Zack Snyder films. Mm. Um, 300 is great. 300
1: is fucking
0: awesome. That's one of Michael Fassbender's first movies.
1: Is it really? He's in it. Oh, wow. He's
0: got long blonde hair. Is it playing? Um, Like Aurelius or something. I'll yeah. find out. No, that's, um, that's Colin Firth's love, interest in love, actually. Yeah, Aurelia. Um, Dearest
2: Aurelia.
1: But, yeah, no, 300 is awesome. 300 is really good. Uh, In Glorious Bastards I also had as well. Um, he plays we Stelios.
0: That. Okay. I'll get a picture um, of what you're doing. Now. Yeah, that
1: would be helpful. There will be blood.
0: Yeah. How good is that? Oh, I drink your
1: milk trick. I drink your milk trick. I drink it up. i finished. We've only seen it once. Like, so, like, it was, it won the Academy Award, didn't it? the best film
2: i think so i want to say it did
1: um because i know it was in that year where it was like up for so many nominations alongside no country for old men
0: and true grit
1: yeah I and think. so every nomination you heard was like blah 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 for um there will be blood blah 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 for no country for old men and like that's all it was that year it was just those two films basically mm. And I do like No Country for Old Men, but There Will Be Blood is just, I don't know, because it's more of a period piece, I find it more engaging.
0: I, I remember There Will Be Blood a lot better than yeah, No Country for Old same, Men.
1: Yeah, same, so do I.
0: So that might be why you prefer it yeah. as well, because I remember we were watching there Will be, um, No Country for Old Men, I think it was a lot later at night, because I remember mm. I was getting sleepy, and it wasn't mm. that I didn't like the movie, I was just...
1: Yeah, getting tired. Yeah. Um, Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge, yes. Moulin but- Rouge is so good. Like, it is such a beautiful movie. Mm. The costumes, the set pieces, oh, my God, amazing. And all the songs are brilliant.
0: Yes, the and Elephant like- Love Medley, I think I've talked about yeah. before. Yeah, it's, like, I one of your favourites. I used to sing it in the editing suite at in high school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, it's um, such, a, such a fantastic
0: movie. He might not have movie. blonde hair, but there he is. With oh, beard.
1: okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. That
0: definitely looks like best movie. That guy. is best movie, yeah. yeah. I was struggling to find any other picture of him. Yeah. It.
1: um, Snatch?
0: You could learn a jumbo jet in that, Tyrone. It's
1: too tight. <laughs> Tyrone, you could learn to jumbo jet in that spot.
0: Like dags? Yeah, yeah like, dogs, like dogs. Like caravans, caravans more. Um,
1: snatch I've only, is so good. I've
0: only seen it once.
1: I think I've only seen it maybe twice oh
0: there we go that's much but that's clear yeah. Michael Fassbender yeah yeah yeah
1: that's with his like long Jesus, Jesus hair long. yeah that's right um so Snatch is just brilliant Departed
0: Departed, Departed is so is brilliant. I mean gross. I've only
1: seen it one time I barely remember any of it but I do remember absolutely since it. Mo-
0: since COVID I've watched it I think once a year it's so good yeah. look it's
1: yeah and the last one I had on my list was Dr Horrible's sing-along blog oh yeah that was yeah. a fun one isn't that so fun? Uh it's not like a full movie because it's only like 45 minutes, isn't it? Uh, no, or an hour? Oh, that's a good point. I
0: don't know if it is a feature. Because there's three parts. I thought they were half Yeah. Ha- I thought they were half an hour each, but they might be like 15, 20 minutes each.
1: Yeah, that's what I
0: thought. Um Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> listen. It's, they're calling it a mini series, but I wouldn't like it was just broken up to parts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. And just like really great songs. Really funny. Nathan Fillion is so good in it. Like, I mean, we know Nathan Fillion is good in
0: many, many, many Do you remember my Nathan Fillion phase? Yes. Where I was like, like, yes, I do. I I was obsessed with it. Like, he's so – like, he's just – again, like, I've talked about – I've talked about, like, in the past, like, how Rosario Dawson in Another World would have, like, an Oscar-worthy career. Like, she'd just be, like, nominated. And I feel Mm. like Nathan Fillion's the same. Like, for some reason – He's just not in a lot of movies. Like he's in I the,
1: think he's in a lot of movies, but he's not big parts.
0: Well he did like like he was in obviously Castle for eight yes, years. Yes. And he did he's in the rookie now, I don't know if you know about that one, but that's gonna like put a cop show he's in as okay, well. Yep. He lost a bunch of weight. Like he's very like narrow. like he used to be quite broad yes. and never overweight, but it's broad. No. And now he's quite like, I don't want to say gaunt, but like he's got a very like narrow like very Me. defined jawline and stuff like that. He was in Guardians 3 this he year was, or last right. year. Um, That was another movie you saw. Mm. Um, And he's going to be playing Green Lantern in Superman Legacy next year. Yeah. He'll be a good Green
1: Lantern.
0: Well, he's been the fan cast for over a decade. It was like him. He he voiced him in a couple of animated ones. He's not playing Hal Jordan, though. He's playing Guy Gardner, who's been known. He's like an older Green Lantern. And he's kind of like a jerk. No one really likes him. But I think um, he'll do well. But. Yeah, like, he's just always been in stuff. And he's been the lead in stuff. Like, he was the lead in Slither, which he's really good in. He was in Super.
2: Mm.
0: He's always good. He had Firefly, obviously. But yeah, for whatever reason, that's right. I think what happened was he broke in Firefly, and that was in a time where people were like, oh, he's a TV actor.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Because, crazily enough, mm. there was a time where people were like, oh, well, there's TV actors and there's movie actors. That's right. Like, Nicolas Cage is the same. Like, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. he's never done TV because he's like, I'm a film actor. Mm. But... If you do both, you get yeah. to do more stuff. But yeah. I think he got pigeonholed early, but he's wonderful. Um,
1: well, it's like you hardly remember that Daniel Radcliffe did a TV actor too.
0: David Copperfield?
1: No, um, Miracle Workers.
0: That's true. Yeah. He was in Miracle Workers. I guess. So and like, Miracle
1: Workers is still still going.
0: Oh, is it really? Yeah. Is he still in it? Yeah. Really? And yeah. they did a fourth season? Because I didn't watch the Oregon Trail one. No. Yeah, I, one
1: after, there's a Mad Max one now. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, really, that, I really want to watch it. That would actually. But we don't have Stan anymore.
0: Oh yeah, because Stan was not good. Um, that would probably get me back into it actually, because I loved the first season. Yeah. Did not really care for the second season. Well, the at problem all.
1: that I had with Miracle Workers was that the whole plot of it was like Steve Buscemi was God. He was going to so redo good. Earth, and then these miracle workers—that's what they are—they're miracle—they're they're angels. And they like, create miracles around the world and stuff like that, they were going to save the earth, right? Mm. And then season two was just a completely different story. And that's what they do. So every single season... It's It's an anthology show, yeah. So it's a completely different story with just, like, the same actors in it, which is fine. But, like, I really loved the concept of Steve Buscemi is God and, like, all these guys are angels. And Daniel Radcliffe is, like, this really shit... Like, he works in, like... Like,
0: he's like an auditor. He's yeah, just like basically. Like,
1: he's like moving this leaf. It takes him like four years to move a leaf. Yeah, on Earth.
0: And well, that is, that show actually season four has finished. Um, so
1: yeah, it finished ages ago. Ages ago.
0: It introduced us to Geraldine. Oh, I'm gonna butcher her name, but Visser Nathan. The yeah, yeah, who was she's
1: in, in uh the Ma- Madam Web.
0: No, she's not. Oh, okay, what
1: is it then? I don't think well, she's no, in, she's
0: in the other new one. In, that one, that
1: new
0: she's in, one. Was well, in Blockers? Yeah, but she's in that new one that's coming out. away Dolls. Yeah, the new um Cohen Brothers or what yes, right. uh. But yeah, she was in Blockers, which I love. Mm. I love Blockers. So much. She's fantastic in you know, it. Karen Sony, who's been in the Deadpool movies. Mm. This guy, I can't remember. His, I can't remember what I've seen him in. John Bass, but he's very funny. Yeah,
1: we've
0: seen him stuff. Yeah, um, he is in Baywatch. That was that's right. <laughs> Uh, I think he was, that's right, he was the jerk in She-Hulk, the one, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, I would, wouldn't would mind watching that fourth season, because that at least sounds, I I had no interest in the Oregon Trail one. I didn't like the the, the Camelot one at all, really. I was just oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah, like, it's, like, it was fine. But I agree with you. The first thing, like, this is cool. Let's do more of this. And they're and like, it just no.
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> it, like, it, like Russell Crowe in Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, well, fine. Um, I think we might have said everything we have to say about the 2000s. Yeah. Um, what a great list. Um, yeah, I think so. Excellent. Well, thank you again for coming back on the show. It's been a minute no since you've come on. Um, but as I said, the second half of this year, we haven't talked too much about it yet. But uh, I imagine you'll be making many appearances on the show.
2: Yes, I probably will.
0: Um, thank you everyone for listening for the show again this week. For those who are interested in supporting the show, you can jump on to Instagram follow, uh, I was a teenage film, stop underscores between every single word. I post pretty regularly. I've been a little bit off the last week cause I've been sick. Um, but I normally do a weekly update videos to let you know what's going on. Uh, if you send me messages, I will respond. I'm pretty good with that sort of stuff. I've been doing some trivia to celebrate our two year anniversary. So you can find all those in my Can't remember what they're called now, but there's like my favorites or whatever. What are they called? When you... Reels? Yeah. But there's like a thing you can do. You can collate all your reels together. I can't saved, maybe?
2: Yeah, there's
0: a like Saved. I don't know what they're called. But you can check out all the trivia there and have some fun with it. I might be doing more of that later. Uh, if you haven't listened to the two-year anniversary episode yet, go back. It came out last week. Maddie hosted. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to support the show financially, you can head to tpublic.com, search for I Was a Teenage Film Snob, or go into my links on Instagram. It's all in there. First-time purchases get 20% off. Uh, I don't really make any money off it, but It's just back in the word out. And the T-shirts are great. They're comfy. They look awesome. Josh designed them um so go and get yourself a i was a teenage film snob t-shirt um t-shirt t-shirt, t-shirt. a schnur. um but that's it as i said thank you again to my wonderful guest uh tina we'll have someone again next week fingers crossed otherwise it'll be me alone and that's still all right um but until then as i say every week guys i was a teenage film snob but i'm trying to be better we'll see you next week